So about my hemorrhoids. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Okay. Every fucking time. Starting off strong. Uh, well, guys, welcome back. We are back here at my room? <laughs> at our super high-tech, fancy recording studio. 100%. I totally don't have sheets on the walls. Oh, definitely. yeah, totally not. <laughs> how are how, how you people doing? Glad to, you know, come back and make more content for y'all today. Hope y'all are doing all right. Um, I may have had too much gin. But this is gonna be an interesting trip. Oh god, we're going on, on a trip. trip. Okay, so today, and I believe this is what episode five, part two, right? Or six? You know what? I think it's five part two. Uh, I don't still, even know. I, let's call it five part two because we're still talking about chaos shit. Hey. I will make that Finger decision guns. when I. I'll, I'll make. I will make that decision. When I edit the episode. Fair enough. So we're, we're going to be talking about um, note, uh, Chaos Characters of Note. Last episode we talked about Chaos Gods, so now we're talking about their minions, who they are, what they do, things like that. Um, so once again, we are Lorecast Eternals. I am Jacob. This uh, is... I am Phil. Felipe. Felipe. And then we have... Filipos. Sir, Sir Strokes a lot. Hey. Also known as Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell, please stroke for us. Um, oh no, there's there's a blood vessel burst. Hundred percent. So Are your hemorrhoids okay? <laughs> no, that's that's no, that's not a hemorrhoid. That's fuck. What is that one? That's a. Uh... Oh, that's the other thing. Well, you're talking about a blood vessel br- blows in your head. Yeah, an aneurysm. Yeah, there we oh, go. No, I was talking about your anus. <laughs> I'm talking about your asshole. Thank you very much. Um. I guess, <laughs> as much as I want to give Mitchell uh, a stroke at the beginning of the uh, podcast, I will not make him start first. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> one, God. One, one qu- quick three. <laughs> oh my God, it's Brother <laughs> Philip now! I'm next. <laughs> I am next. Oh, okay. Please don't spit water all oh over my microphone. Oh my God, that was amazing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Before, we, Before start. we start, though... Um, last episode, I believe it was, we hit over 100 streams. On Spotify, but on now Spotify. we've hit 100 downloads on Ayo. Podbean. So, everybody, round of applause. Snaps. Get some snaps in there. You know, how about you. some one-handed claps, though? I can't. Both of you are failures. Come <laughs> nah. on now. It's so easy. Just because you have weird double-jointed mutant hands? <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> um, we just wanted to say, stop it! <laughs> Ugh, God, his hand folds in half. Fuck. Anywho, Ugh. just wanted to say thank y'all so much. You know, y'all have made this whole process for like the two, three months we've been doing it an absolute pleasure, and we really appreciate y'all sticking around and watching us be absolute fucking idiots. Um, there is one person I actually forgot to say. You know, just thank you for reaching out to us because you did it on Twitter instead of Facebook and I completely just went straight over my head. (laughs) But I forgot your name or I don't want to try to pronounce your name, but you from, as you describe, Straya. So, thanks for reaching out. So would you say that this is better or worse than being from Nurgle's Garden? Personally, I think being from Straya is worse than being from Nurgle's Garden because like... At least some of the things in Nurgle's Garden look pretty. Whereas Australia, just everything wants to kill you. Uh, good question. Excellent. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. All of our 
single listeners from Australia. Australians terrifying, so I'm keeping my mouth shut because I'm pretty sure hey. if there was one per- if there was if there's a people that could fight God and do it drunk, it'd be the Australians. Yeah. So not, I'm just not, not Florida man. <laughs> okay, Florida man. Florida man. They're down there with the, they're 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 down there fisticuffing fisticuffing with Satan with their shenanigans. Uh, all I'm saying is Australia was just the Texas of Great Britain. I feel like it's more the Florida of Great Britain because didn't Florida start out as a prison colony? No, Florida was just a Spanish colony. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. So on our Warhammer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just once again, thanks to everyone who reaches out on us on the various platforms of social media that we're on. We suck at it, and we're sorry if we miss your messages, but when we do see them, we really do appreciate it. And once again, thank y'all so much for 100 streams and 100 downloads. Y'all are awesome, and I really do hope y'all stick with us on this journey and keep listening to our shenanigans. Yeah. Sound about good? Yeah. But so back I'm... to my earlier prompt, though. Australians, please feel free to fill us out. Okay, podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm going to go and get started, unless you want to get started. Uh, no, let's not make him suffer. Uh, I oh. can start if we want to. No, wait. You start. I want to hear about Ross. I have three guys I'm starting. Oh, no. Three guys that have, like, two sentences each. I fucking tried. <laughs> so, we're, once again, these are the notable chaos characters. Um, demons of note, mortals of note, things like that. So, I'm going to start off with my main man, Cornflakes. And um, talk about one of his more notable generals, which would be the, the Bloodthirsters, the Greater Demons of Corn, And his name is Scarbrand. So this was, once again, Scarbrand, very notable Bloodthirster of Corn, And he is a very, very angry boy. So you see, Scarbrand was once the one of the greatest... I think he was the greatest champion of corn. He was the basically the pure personification of rage and wrath incarnate. And basically, if you saw him... You got deaded. That was just how it was. But you see, Scarbrand... Sounds like a pretty okay dude to me. Oh, yeah. He knew how to party. The party was short, but he knew how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so his um, one of his names now, however, is called the Exiled One. Because Scarbrand is not the demon he once was. He is no longer in the good graces of Corn Because Scarbrand, um, for whatever reason, be it... Um, Deception from other demons or just pure insanity, whatever happened to him, Scarbrand decided to challenge Korn himself. And it did not work out well for uh, in his favor. So Korn, he, he basically bonked Korn with, or as much as you can bonk Korn <laughs> with his uh, with one of his dual axes, and Korn was like, yeah, I'm gonna bitch slap you now. <laughs> basically grabbed him and just like throttled the personality out of him, and then he yote him across the realm of chaos for like seven days. <laughs> he just flew, and uh, yeah, fucked him up pretty bad. It, uh, it, shredded his, it shredded his wings completely, so he can no longer fly. Um, like I said, he throttled the personality out of Scarbrand and to a certain extent kind of ruined his body. So Scarbrand as he is now is is a shell of what he once was. He is just basically an avatar of rage because it's the only thing that he remembers from his former life is just rage, wrath, murder, and bloodshed. And ironically, because of that fact, he now serves Corn more as he does now than he, than he did before he was exiled because he is such a purveyor of murder all part of the plan 
This ancient motherfucker. <laughs> 40k story is a little different. Zinch did it. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, as he is now, he is basically an avatar of rage and murder, and he serves Corn more because of it. Um, he does lead his own legion, or not legion, but at least, at least fighting force called the um, the Axes of Scarbrand. Um, and they're and they're they're a collect. I believe, if I'm correctly, they're a collection of both demons and mortals that are all about uh, the murder boner, and they just kind of follow Scarbrand wherever he goes and murders things because Scarbrand hates lots of things, and they apparently also hate lots of things. So you know that's that's kind of how that happened. Um, and honest to God, that is about it for the big red boy himself. There was a couple battles he was a part of, but um, more than anything, he's just a really fucking angry bloodthirster and he does one thing and that is crump the one thing that i will say that's really cool is that what happened to him in in this lore is actually reflected uh to on the model that he has in aos and 40k because he does have a model um if i remember correctly he is actually slower than other um bloodthirsters because he doesn't have his wings so instead of being i believe it's 12 inch movement that the other bloodthirsters have he only has eight inch movement yeah something like that which i think is really cool i love it when like things happen in lore and it's reflected on the model i just think that's super neat yeah and there's a couple other other abilities he has that kind of reflects him being angry as fuck but that's just the main one and i thought that's super cool because i love when lore mixes with the actual game but like i said that's about all i got for big red boy himself so i'm gonna go ahead and pass the mic over to Sure strokes a lot. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. It's about to so, be a ride. So, guys, we're going over Arcan. <laughs> I'm fine. It's cool. It's cool. I'm fine. I fucking detest your existence, Mitchell, but I'm fine. Where's the so, water gun? I'm spraying so, him again. So, 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 Mitchell, would you like to tell us more about Arcan? Oh, yes. Like, so, I can punch Arcan. you in the cock right now. I'm in Arcan the Everchosen. Um, Arcan the who now? Oh, yes. No, let's actually... Sorry, I couldn't hear you over Jacob. So, Archeon the Ever-Chosen. Who Sorry, is... what was that? Ar- Arcan? Arcan, because Ar- Arcan do it. I am a shell of a man. <laughs> uh, okay, Archeon. Archeon, so... Oh, my God. Who, who is this man? And what did he do? And why is he important to this character? He's done lots of things. He's done... A whole lot of things, but I'm just really covering the bare basics of this man. So let's start with his origins. Just to be clear, real quick, his name actually is Archeon. We just enjoyed messing with Jacob. They like making me foam from the mouth. Um, when both of you go to sleep tonight, I'm going to be under your bed. Good thing we have double locks. I, I don't have a bed frame. And that's what makes it terrifying. <laughs> that's actually going to be very impressive. <laughs> At that point, I'm not even scared. I'm impressed. Okay, have, you ever, have either of you ever seen Nightmare on Elm Street? No. No. There's a scene. This. No, no, no. This is important now. You did this to me. Now it's my turn. There's a scene where he, re, where Freddy Krueger reaches his hand through the bed with this clawed thing and just sucks a motherfucker into the bed. And I seek to emulate that. Aliens. not wrong. <laughs> okay, so there's actually two different origins for Archeon within the side of Age of Sigmar. You have your one that's pure Age of Sigmar, and then you have one from the Old World. Starting off the one with the Old World, um, it is he was orphaned at a young age because his mom got raped by a Norse raider. I appreciate the nods of approval that I'm actually getting things right. Um, 
And after, after his mom died, his stepdad was like, get the hell out of my house. You're not my child. I don't give a damn about you. So he became an orphanage and you joined the Church of Sigmar. Um, but after being in the Church of Sigmar, he was a warrior for Sigmar. He found out about this heritage. And what was about the old world is that like it really much resembled medieval Europe, especially in the Empire War. Your blood really determined who you were. You couldn't change who you were because of your blood. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it didn't matter that he'd served Sigmar faithfully for years at yeah, this point. It's like yeah. the second he found out, oh, I'm of Norskin descent. He was like, so, mm, maybe yeah, I am a Norskin. So he was torn in his heart of what he was to do because he was the devout follower of Sigmar. But he also but, had the blood of chaos followers inside of him. Yes. So he spent one entire night actually just praying to Sigmar. But... At the end of that night, he came to the conclusion that Sigmar was just not going to answer, and but he did not give a damn about his chaos heritage as well. So he he went out like Jeff Bezos and decided to become his own man, because Archeon is literally the Jeff Bezos of the Age of Sigmar. It's pretty accurate. No, it, it, it's pretty accurate. Let me explain. Look, he's a self-made man that rules over a bunch of evil people. Like, I don't well, know what to tell you. Well, I actually got to hit the second theory of how he came about. Um, mm-hmm. The other theory of his origin is that he was born at the exact same time as Sigmar. And he's just the literal antithesis. He's the anti-Sigmar. The anathema. Yes. Um, so where Sigmar is the god of order... Archeon is just meant to bring chaos and destruction. He's supposed to tear down society. How very Norskin of him. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, but either way, whatever he decided to do, he decided to be his own man and create his own decision, own future. And cause so many fucking problems. <laughs> and doing that, he went off, and it took him a hundred years. Like, he went on a quest for relics that would like empower him, but he, this took over a hundred years. Um, there was the first relic he got was the mark of chaos upon his flesh, his flesh, the crown of domination that spreads fear and dismay even as it straight, even as it strengthens his straight, strengthens, strengthens his allies, and the eye of Shireen, 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 Shireen. I'm gonna say Shireen on this one. Okay, Shireen. Sharon Sharon. Oh, is it the two. is it the It's his third eye. It's his third eye, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um like that eye gives him the power of it says future sight, but foresight really. Um doesn't he also later on like bind a uh changer of way a changer of ways to him, like to an amulet that he possesses to give him even better foresight? <laughs> You yeah. know, that's a good question. Yes, that actually is right. I think really? It, I, is that Old World or is that New World? No, that's, I believe a, that, that's, that's AOS, yeah. No, that's oh, a, it, was I a, a, I, I, it was either in Age of Chaos or like the very beginning Age of Sigmar. When, I think we mentioned it. At yeah, it, 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 it was a Lord of Change and, and um, Archeon was like, yes, you are now my necklace. Yeet. So now he has better foresight. I think it was basically, when, if I remember correctly, it was at the beginning of Age of Sigmar when he was like, oh, fuck, Sigmarines be a problem. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, I did not see anything about that. He has the armor of Mokar that that is is the armor he currently wears. Well, okay. Been wearing um, it for thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. And the Slayer of Kings, which is his sword, which is bound is it's a bound with a demon soul, um, with of Uzur. 
Uzul? Uzul. It's a demon name. We give you a pass for this one. Yes. Um, and this, the one of the last of his like relics that he found like in this quest is pretty much his steed, which is Dordgar. Which I actually think I pronounced properly. Is that the, the three-headed beast? Yes. It was a horse. It was a horse. It was a demonic horse, and when he was taming it, it literally burst into flames. Interesting. Yeah, and he was like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> and he and the course is like, wow, this man, I burst into flames, he does not give a damn. Power he, move. Maybe he's the one. Excellent. And then apparently <laughs> he just became corrupted into a giant three-headed dragon. So. Yeah. Oh, no, so I, I, actually how that happens is kind of fucking hilarious. Would you like to explain that? Um, yeah, no, long story short, basically, I believe when, um, I believe at the beginning of the Age of Chaos, when the, when the gods were like, time to go crump the mortal realms, in order to, like, make Archeon prove his worth again, is, um, Zinch, uh, Nurgle, and Korn each sent a greater demon to go, like, beat his ass, and, uh, his horse ate them. <laughs> and the reason why his horse is a gigantic three-headed dragon horse fucking demon monstrosity is because that horse just fucking ate three greater demons. Which ah. is, his horse is actually a, was a dem- demonic being, by the way. Yeah, and that but, but the reason yeah. why it changed from just a flaming horse into the absolute glorious model it is now is um, such a beautiful. Model. It just fucking nommed him. Hey, hey, and... hey, 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 Matt, if you're wanting to choose a model, Archeon is the one to go because it's just the coolest. Or counter offer. You shut up. Your opinion doesn't matter. Bellacorp. <laughs> <laughs> or even better counter offer because fuck both of you, Shalaxy Hellbane. Yeah, but no, no, you dirty heathen knight. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, mm. But no, and the reason why there's no um, Lord Lord of Secret Keeper of Secrets there is because um, Z, um fucking Jesus Slanesh was chained up during yeah. that time, so she couldn't send anyone there. Yeah, Slanesh was doing. Slanesh things. Slanesh was getting slaneshed, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I'm, I apologize. Continue. Though his like his origins can be a little hazy because there's two different variations. Yeah. You got the anti the the, the, well, the straight anti Sigmar or right. the versus confused priest man <laughs> versus confused priest man. Um, the thing is that the chaos gods have no control over this man. Nope. Oh no, they like do they not. like the chaos gods like. They really want a piece of that booty, but they physically cannot defeat that man. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Like, for how much they hate each other, Bellacor, which we'll get to him later, and Archeon have the exact same energy, which yeah. is the Chaos Gods can kind of go fuck themselves. Um. Oh, what the hell did I type here? <laughs> Plegasus? Pl- did your stroke transfer to your actual, like, Were you notes? trying to say Pegasus? No, I think I meant to say Plegs. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Is it bad? <laughs> Please, guys. <laughs> Please, guys. I think this is Mitchell's cry for help. <laughs> you know what? You know what that word? Makes, you know what that word makes me see? Hmm. No, Godzilla, don't read this post. Godzilla had a stroke. Godzilla had a stroke. He fucking post. died trying to read this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. But the thing, the thing is, is that over in the period of time that he was collecting all these artifacts, he was also defeating a lot of like leaders, and his war band would grow. But, but this was all back in the um, old the, world. The world that was, yeah, the, the world that was. But to kind of transfer it into because all his artifacts that he has mm-hmm. are on his war scroll. 
So well, they, yeah. it got transferred to Age of Sigmar, so it's kind oh, of... Oh, so this is very much one of those situations where it's like all of this stuff happened in the old world, but if you look at his war sheet, he still has it, so we kind of have to explain where it came from. Yeah, only because yeah, so well, he li- came from the old Well, yeah, because he lived. He lived through the end time, so obviously he would keep all of his shit because he didn't fucking die. He was one of... Fuck you, Manfred. One of four characters that survived the end times because actually I'm... technically you're forgetting literally every named demon no no no, no. we're not counting demons Gotrick. Gotrick. sigmar sigmar archeon archeon and um fuck Na- nakai the wander Na- oh exactly <laughs> my lizard boy listen they never said he died canonically so technically he could be alive just swimming through space Wandering forever. <laughs> look, 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 look. Fuck end times. All I'm saying is that you forgot literally every god of order that transcended to godhood. Hey, shut the hell up. Well, no, I think they actually did die, but something about how it happened. Like the- Marathi was eaten, Mar- Malekith actually did die. Teclas fucking died, because Teclas tried to channel too much force of magic at the end times, and he fucking got incinerated, because... Belvazar Gelt dies. It was, it was their souls that manifested into solid beings. Yeah, like, basically their power was so great that when they manifested in AOS, whenever the mortal ones were created, they were the same being. But their shit got kind of fucked with. Mm. But no, like I, I know Teclas died, at, like factually, because mm. Begelt died, Belvazar Gelt died, and mm. Teclas was like, I already have like 19 Lords of Magic in me, what, what's 20 going to do? And yoinked it, and the magic was like, mistake, incinerated, and Teclas kind of just melted. <laughs> Off topic, I apologize. I'm out, of, I'm out of gin juice now. Oh, God. Oh, you boy. fucking alcoholic. <laughs> get ready for a trip. Um, Mitchell does not get drunk unless it's on gin, in which case he gets crumped. <laughs> um, Mitchell has I'm going to go get the gin and apple juice. Gin. <laughs> um, Feed the habit. We were, we were talking about that man's origins. We also, were talking about the stroke you typed on page. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, because that says plagues. Um... Going on to a completely different side tangent, this is during the Age of Sigmar. Uh-huh. This is um, not going to be an hour-long he ha- episode. He <laughs> no. has, what he does, um, the first thing is he he has brought plagues to bring down kingdoms, and when, um, like, this is the very first thing he does. He brings mm-hmm. the seven plagues to a certain kingdom, and they were in a siege, and they came out to fight the battle, but their joints were full of liquid, and their pus in their eyes. And Arkham was like, I'm just gonna stare at you, stare at you to death. Just like, what, what are you gonna do to me? That's hot. Um, he defeated a god beast to steal their artifacts. It's like the Crucible of Stars or something like that. Um, I could tell you the god beast name. It's yeah, Uli. Yeah, Why? It's a god beast name. We give you a pass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, he uses Zinch and Slanesh sorcerers to bring down, to bring down this god beast to steal a certain artifact. Um, he defeated followers of Slanesh by allowing him allowing them to indulge in their desires. So what he did is he brought pretty much slaves to them because these were like cannibals. Oh shit! And they literally gorged my the, boys. They literally gorged themselves to death. And exploded from eating too much. <laughs> In true Slanesh fashion. Weak. <laughs> um, Look, all I'm saying is, have you seen 
the uh, the model for what is his name? Yes, Gl- yes, uh, Gl- I have. Uh, Gladius or something like that. I know, I know, I know the model you're talking about. Gl- yeah. Gladius, I think it's Gladius. Gladius, like Oxillion or something like that. That boy fat. <laughs> that boy real fat. Extra thick. Yeah, like he doesn't actually make attacks himself. He's just a wizard. He is just a massively powerful wizard and grants like absolutely obscene unit buffs. But yeah, like he gets a melee, like he fucked. Actually, no, he doesn't do that much. Literally, he just grants like obscene bonuses. No, that's what I mean. If someone gets a melee with him, he's fucked. He has oh. no melee. He has a melee ability. Yeah, kind of. Um, but no, like he like grants. So he gets a new ability every battle round at the start of the uh, battle round. Mm-hmm. And they're all cumulative. So once he gets them, he has them. Oh, but wow. like the second one, so like turn two, his ability is like um uh he can like designate a unit at the start of the at the start of the hero phase or during in the hero phase, and that unit can run and charge in the same turn. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's in a Slanesh Heatman army where everybody's already super maneuverable. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a mortal unit. I'm pretty sure it's a Heat Knight mortal unit. In Age of Sigmar, um, uh, the in terms of like ar- demon armies, you can't really mix your mortals and your demons. Like either your demons or your mortals. Oh, okay. so you can't. They don't mix very well. Like they definitely can synergize well, but you really don't want to mix them. You kind of want to go whole hog on one or the other. Anywho, okay. hella tangent. Please continue. Yeah. Um, he's also, I actually know a fair amount about this one. He's defeated Zint sorcerers by outsmarting them. Okay, well, to be fair... You know what? You want to hear how he outsmarted them? Yes. He literally threw, it was very Russian of him, he just <laughs> threw waves and waves at a silver tower that were full of these Zint sorcerers. These Zint gaunts, really. Um, in every single wave, he learned more and more about them. Um, and then to the point that he was actually able to learn their names. And when you learn a Gaunt's name, you can do a ritual where they be- pretty much become under your control. Oh, shit. So he was able to, like, he was able to make, do that ritual, gain their control, and just defeat them. So I have a question. Yes. Did you ever read the uh, Aragon series? I read because, book two, but yes, not book read, one. Because this reminds me a lot of what, like the the like true names that they refer to in Aragon, where like well, this, what, the that, name you were born with like basically doesn't matter. But in, for using magic, you can basically bind a person's soul into an agree into like a pact by using their true name to gain leverage over them. Yeah, because that's but, like their true name is like in the Aragon um, lore your true name is basically the true name of your soul and it is in a single name you basically name the name their soul so like it's, it's very it's much a name that encompasses the yeah. entirety of your life because that, 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 that's what like the i forget that it's been like nine years since I read yeah Aragon, however long but since it's came out. the main the main big bad guy of the entire series he does that to one of aragon's like friends he thought was his friend he's also a dragon rider and he, he did that to him to force him to, to force him to work for Bad was, guy, that right? his, was, was that his half brother? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't remember that bit. If what I remember, I remember correctly, is like, like I think, Aragon... I think he used his true name. And that's why he had to like fight him. So what I remember is Aragon comes across like, oh, there was a character that he, uh, it was like an older man that he grew up that was in the village that he grew up in. Wait, fuck, and, Jesus, tangent. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Well, we're already on it, so like, fuck it. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa! I'm gonna stop you there. 
And we're no we're no longer continuing on that. Um, wow, who's <laughs> a hoe? Anyway. Um, yeah, there's but, a little bit of Aragorn lore for you. Yeah. Um, now you learn multiple types of lore. <laughs> but, like, with each occasion of these battles, every single person that he defeated, like, every single war battle he... Stop. Stop. Breathe. Breathe. <sighs> every single battle he won, he gained more and more followers. Hey, it worked. <laughs> um, Have you tried so, turning it off and on again? <laughs> So that's Thank how you for calling Mitchell, that's, Mitchell support. How many? So help you? all of these followers were were being called like they need more gin. <laughs> yeah, that needs more gin or less gin, and we haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Should I get the bottle of beef eaters? Yes. Oh god. <laughs> no, don't. No, nope, you said you wanted it. Oh god, it. no! Please, I'm no! No! I'm getting the bottle. No, I can't no, control no, myself no, around gin. No, sure <laughs> I can't control myself around gin. Continue. That's, that's rough. Get that away from me. No, I need this to handle your stroke. Because if um, we're both drunk, neither of us are drunk. But I'll yeah, have a great fucking but time. But this, this is how he gained all of his like his mass following. This is the reason why he has an unlimited number, like almost unlimited number of people to like follow him. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that when he incorporates a group of people with him. They're allowed to still worship the god that they want to worship. So if they're if he incorporates Slanesh followers, they're still able to worship Slanesh. So, but if he calls on them, mm-hmm. they need to answer his damn call or else. Well, yeah, he is the war master. I'm pretty sure. Like he he they like he he outranks basically everyone. Like they have to heed his call regardless because he's the fucking war master of chaos. Yeah. So this is the reason why he has such a large number of armies that mm-hmm. can just go like. I'm just gonna it's just just throw them out there. Don't give really give it to them. It's gonna test their strength. Randomly generated army number nine thousand four hundred twenty-six. <laughs> yep. Um, but so also, what makes this man super scary is that this man is just super smart. He is incredibly smart. Like you know how Sigmar is supposed to be like a really good tactician. Yeah. Well, he's just kind of on that level. This is also the man who made Sigmar throw his hammer into an illusion. That's that's pretty impressive. So, um, Archeon didn't matter is, though because we got it back. Archeon is king of the plot armor. Um, also, he really kind of is though. He, yeah, he's well, a, he's, a, he's a little Mary Sue. I was also yeah. listening to a thing. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of cat hair. I need to vacuum this rug. Um, Tangent. <laughs> so, the Mortark of the Necropolis, that guy. Ah. Oh, is he is he the 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 Ozark Car- Bone Reaper? Guy? Yes, yes. The one that we were talking Car- about, Karos. Yeah, the one who like go, got woken up by the Necrocates and Sigmar was like, "Oh no, we need to go secure this vault." And then they got there, and the vault was cracked open, and they were like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Um. So there is a story. It's called "The Wrath of the Ever Chosen." Um, and it's pretty much stating about how this Mortark of the Necropolis, who is Nagash's main general when it comes to his Ozark Bone Reapers. Yeah, that's the guy we were talking about. Yeah, um, like how he's trying to take over the eight points. It's like, where... Yeah, he made an assault assault on eight, on uh, all points. Not all points, but... Well, yeah, specifically the chaos. The throne that Archeon literally made for himself, that he will not sit in until he becomes a chaos god himself, or a god himself. Yeah. He will not sit there until he becomes a god. Yeah. He, um, the Mortark of the Necropolis, actually captured this area because um, this is the period of time where Archeon is actually trying to find Slanesh. 
So there's a reason why he's not really present in that story and why he was gone for a lot for like a pretty big period of time. Does he sit in Archeon's chair? No. Oh man, that'd be one big fuck you. Um so he's actually sitting that like so Archeon's actually trying to find Slanesh. And he's like there's this whole entire thing going on and it's like Archeon gets the word that like, hey, your stronghold was taken. And Archeon's like do I stop? Because I just found Slanesh, and if they know that I found Slanesh, they're going to move her or him or Scully or whatever attack helicopter it. that she is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's So he did actually find Slanesh, though. Yes, and he's the one that like starts the process of getting Slanesh freed. <laughs> Slanesh kind of already started that herself, itself, himself, whatever. Well, Arkell is the one that really informed that, like, the first chain that needed to be broken was by by Corn. Um, I thought Slanesh figured that. Well, no, okay. Do, do you mean that Archeon was the one who discovered the name of the chain, or that Archeon was the one who discovered that Corn was the one who needed to break it? I think. It was, he figured out that Corn is the one that needed to break it. See, I kind of don't agree with that, because... Well, your opinion Slanesh... doesn't matter. Continuing. Well, uh, no, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Damn! He may have figured it out for himself, but I don't think he was responsible for its breaking. It was, no, no, it was no, still... he was not responsible for its breaking. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Then, so you mean, like, he figured it out for himself, how it was gonna, how it needed to be broken, but he didn't... Yeah, and okay. I think he, he informed Slanesh of somehow... It's... It is a series of events, found Slanesh, did some random things. I you know what? I was listening to it, the story when I was working on census data tables. Okay? Yeah. By the way, guys, I was actually working today at work. For Surprising. Work. For fucking once. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, the, the way, I'm just a little confused because the way I read it made it sound like Slanesh was kind of responsible for Slanesh's own shit. I'm getting, and, I'm literally, I'm, so literally soft. I'm literally forgetting the point of this story that I was going for. That's complete side tangent. Archeon doing Archeon things. Oh yeah. Ar- to be fair, to no, get no, to cut no, no, so it was no. The, the whole point of the story was that um the the ne- the necro the. Ne- oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy. So it actually he it forced Archeon to go back to it, the eight points. You to the. No, no, not the eight points. It was wherever the fuck it was. Yeah, so yeah, uh, all points, eight points. It's the same thing. Yeah. I, th- I think it is. It is all the all points because it is that continent. Yeah. It is that like that sub realm. Was, yeah. was it before? Was oh. what is it when it was all points or when it was eight points? Because all points became it's eight, eight points. points. It's eight points. It's eight points. Yeah. Yeah. because it was under control of chaos. Gotcha. Yeah, he had to come back and reclaim it. And there's like the Ozark Bone Reapers had older cavalry to go against Archeon. And Archeon's just mount just obliterated the entire like two companies of cavalry. Jesus! And it's like they just turned. Dude, his into horse dust. is fucking huge. Just turned it's into not dust a horse anymore. Either. Um, he went straight to that Mortark. He got off his mount, and they just stared at each other and nodded, just like, yeah, it's a bit, it's time to fight. <laughs> um, but the thing about that Mortark, going on a completely different side tangent, but within the same realm. The Mortark of the ne- Necropolis is an amazing fighter. <laughs> I can just see Archeon seeing someone who had the balls to fucking take his shit. Just like, bromance. <laughs> Immediately, like, I'm going to murder you, but like, also like, like, bro. The audacity of you. I respect it, but I have to kill you. But also, I'm about to fuck you with this sword. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And that fight actually lasted a lot longer because Archeon's supposed to be an absolutely monster in melee, but this guy, Archeon tore through his retinue of people because if you look at oh, yeah. <laughs> if you look at the um, model Archeon. for this Mortark, like the first certain amount of wounds, it's not even um, Kar- Karatos, K- Karatos. Yeah, Starts, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just his retinue. Then once you get to a certain amount of things, it's actually him who starts fighting. Um, and this battle actually lasts for quite a while. And because the Mortark's greatest strength is supposed to be his mind, but he's also just a monster melee guy. So they were both extremely proficient melee fighters. Yes. And the only reason why Archon was actually able to get an upper hand is because... Oh my god. Archeon. <laughs> Archon, Archon, Argon, Argon. He's changed it. It's gone from Archon to Archon. And now it's gone to Argon. Argon. Archon was Argon. The assault on eight points. What the fuck? So Argon can Archon go fuck himself. I don't know. There's a joke there about something. (laughs) And seriously, he's not dead inside. Please continue. So I'm getting my last of guys in Mitchell and I'm leaving. Oh. What? <laughs> What's his fucking name? What? Archeon. I'm gonna get the fucking squirt bottle. <laughs> um, so Archeon won. I'm assuming because his mount was able to provide an opening because his mount actually pinned down the Mortark. So did Do the Mortark you... die or did he just? Run? Oh no, Archon. Archeon. Archeon, I fixed myself, okay? I can feel my eye twitch coming back. <laughs> Archeon actually stabbed him in the heart with the Kingslayer. Uh-huh. But this is a manufactured, body, a manufactured body with a soul inside of it. So the heart doesn't actually matter. So the heart doesn't actually matter. So the matter. soul just fucking yeet? So the soul yeeted and like the body just disintegrated. But when he was put into a new body, there was still that pain. Wow. Well, the, so the Slayer of Kings is an extremely powerful weapon. It's one of the only weapons that exists that can like actually kill. Well, the it's gods. a demon sword. Yeah, it's a. Sword. But even even for demon sword, it is a very 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 strong weapon. Yes, because it's supposed weapon. to destroy souls. The fact yeah. that it didn't destroy the soul is very impressive. But and the gas is like, can't take my favorite th- toy from me. <laughs> the pain is still with that. Band. It's on his soul. It's embedded in yeah. his soul. Wait, now here's a question: Do you think he would have beat Archeon if Matt was in there? No. 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 Do you think he would have maybe fucked our guy up a little more? Probably. But yeah. Um. That's. That's Archeon. Any Any questions about the man and why or why he's called the Ever Chosen or like the prophecy? He, I mean, he. I know. I'm pretty sure he's the Ever Chosen because he is always the chosen to lead Chaos's forces against the mortal realms. Um. There was a prophecy that was for the Ever Chosen. Who was supposed to be Ever Chosen? It was supposed to be. When the North meets the South, where the Norths meet the South, or the North meets the Empire, mm-hmm. um, the Ever Chosen will be born. And that's where, like, his dad raped his mom, mom gave birth to crap, and that's where the Ever Chosen Dark! So that's where that comes from. But yeah, from. no, yeah, that, no, I think that covered it pretty well. I know Archeon has a lot of lore, so more or less I think you covered the character pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's the best job I've ever done. You only that had was a lot of strokes. You only had you only uh, we tangent a lot, but like you only had one stroke, so I think you're gonna continue because I'm gonna really stroke out on my second guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was curious. Of... <laughs> you go get more alcoholic apple juice. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 
my character that I'm doing is actually Shalaxy Hellbane, who does actually have a model on tabletop. Hey, oh. By the way, all of these characters that we've spoken about do actually have models on tabletop, which is kind of why we chose them. Yeah, like so the, there are other characters uh, that aren't necessarily more prominent, but at least as prominent, but all of these things have models, so they have better representation, which is why we chose these. Yeah. And they are still very important characters. So, Shalaxi Hellbane is a named Keeper of Secrets for Slanesh. So, Shalaxi Hellbane is also known as uh, the Hunter, or the Great Hunter, I think. But Shalaxi's whole purpose for existing is because Slanesh will, like, see the warlords that are fighting against its forces, and Slanesh will go, hey, that guy, that one warlord, I want that guy dead. And Shalaxi receives, like, a like a psychic, telepathic signal from Slanesh. Shalaxi cannot rest. Physically cannot stop until that warlord or that target is dead. So Shalaxi often fights by itself, but will also bring uh, with it other forces to fight alongside itself. Most notably fiends, almost like hunting dogs. So Shalaxi is basically the greatest hunter to ever live, more or less, and is an extremely proficient melee fighter. Uh... Shalaxi is basically the manifestation of Slanesh's desire to best corn in martial prowess. And that's that also ties into the last episode we were talking about how corn hates Slanesh. And it's specifically because Slanesh is the god of perfection. And one way that you can be perfect is to be perfect in martial combat. So if you read up a lot of the lore on the lot on many of the units, the mortal units for Slanesh, they're always, it talks about how they're always striving for perfection to be, to like achieve the perfect kill through both uh, abs how absolutely vicious they are but also through how beautiful their kill is. So Slanact, uh, Slanact, Slanesh <laughs> made Shalaxi Basically, to be able to fight other greater demons, specifically. So, Shalaxi will actually hunt down other ca uh, characters, heroes, demons, and will challenge them. And Shalaxi is so proficient at issuing challenges that they physically cannot be refused. And what I mean by that is that... Warp shenanigans. No, uh, not even warp shenanigans. Literally what it is, is Shalaxi is basically like, hey, hey... Hey, fight me. And they'll be like, no, I don't want to fight you. Hey, fight me, bitch. You make a very compelling argument. I agree. Yeah, like, that's I basically must, what now it is. Now I must acquiesce to your request. Yeah, no, like, literally whenever you read about uh, how Shalaxi issues her, uh, its challenges, it's literally just, hey, 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 bitch. And everybody's <laughs> like, well, now I'm taking like offense to that. like, this motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. So, Shalaxi has challenged countless numbers of mortals and has even uh, fought other greater <clears throat> demons and bested them. Shalaxi's greatest thrill in the hunt is hunting down bloodthirsters of corn and beating them in one-on-one -on -one combat. 
Do you take offense to that? This angers me immensely. Yeah. Oh, no. You're about to hear something that's going to make you even more angry. Shalaxi Hellbane has fought Scarbrand to a standstill twice. <laughs> well, she didn't beat him, so she sucks. And that is my only thought on that. <laughs> I get off by killing by killing uh, Bloodthirsters. Can't kill Bloodthirster. My PP is now inverted. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. No, no, she, 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 um, jokes aside, you know, you know, she a bitch. She um, Shalaxi is a very proficient melee fighter. Yeah. No, uh, Shalaxi is just absolutely utterly insane uh she also has in, in part of this going to like being uh th- like the greatest hunter hold on post-exile or pre-exile it brand? didn't say didn't say they didn't say but either way that's still utterly terrifying. It's, that's still yeah no that's still very very terrible fucking terrifying uh but no so th- another thing about shalaxi is that if you look at shalaxi's model or pictures of shalaxi's like uh character art uh, she uh, it has a very unique headdress compared to other keepers of secrets. That's not actually a headdress. Those are other like sensory organs. So like Shalaxi can literally Squeeze see a bug. Shalaxi can literally see fear as a like cloud in the air and other and other various forms of extrasensory perception. Hmm. Shalaxi is so proficient at tracking people. Shalaxi can see through a realm gate and track you through the warp like through a realm gate i can smell your fear <laughs> but yeah no like shalaxi's utterly terrifying and whenever so if shalaxi and scarbrand ever fought again both the eyes of corn and slanesh would be watching one important thing to note though is that shalaxi has done fuck all to release slanesh <laughs> Like, Slanesh, to a certain extent, just does not give a well, shit. Well, to be fair, with Slanesh being locked up, she's getting arrest. She's like, fuck, and I don't have to, I don't have to like, chase someone more like forever. She gets, more like she just get, she gets to just go and hunt whatever she wants. Yeah, she, there's no direction. It's, she gets to control herself. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically Shalaxi helping. Nope. Yeah, that's that's really all she does is she hunt. She hunt. She Am I hunt the longest murder. segment in this whole entire thing? Probably. Bro, you had Archeon. Yeah. Yes! Archeon. Archeon, yeah. Archeon is the most prolific and known Chaos character in in both fantasy and AOS, in my opinion. I am not surprised by this at all. Yeah, uh, I totally forgot to write down if Shalaxi was the head of a cavalcade. Uh, or Caval- some kind of host. A cavalcade of fuck-ups, man. Yeah. Well, no, like, so, uh, Slanesh units are broken down into, like, cavalcades no, yeah, or no, hosts yeah. or things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I think, uh, oh, actually, one other thing. Shalaxi does have mortal followers, mortal and demon followers, that will follow him, her, it, around. Them thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's the best we got. Yeah. They, they will follow, uh, it, they will follow Shalaxi around on these hunts. And literally nobody can keep up with Shalaxi. Shalaxi's single-mindedness is so absolute that mortals basically drop dead before they before the hunt can be completed. Well, she is a greater demon. Yeah, and it's hella fast. But yeah, even like the fiends struggle to keep up with it. So I guess not back to me then? Yeah, that's I have literally two bullet points for well, Shalaxi. So. It's time to get nasty. <laughs> because up English. next is going to be Rodigus Rainmaker. Oh, not my kind of nasty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. 
It's a lot more squishy. <laughs> Rodigus. But not the right kind of squishy. Oh, the nasty kind of squishy. Um, Rodigus Dragonacre. <laughs> a very well-known, great unclean one of Nurgle, which would be the squidit, both of you. <laughs> which is the, the greater demon of Nurgle, are called great unclean ones. And something cool about Rodigus. He is, if not the, one of the most traveled greater demons in general. In the lore. So the weight loss program is not working. Not working for him <laughs> at fucking all. Okay. No, so before I get into like his specifics, um, Rodigus has traveled the mortal realms so much. He actually has fall he, he has he has um worshippers in all in all corners and all the far corner of the mortal realms. And they they worship Rodigus. They believe Rodigus to be a deity of health and purity and uh fuc- fecundity. <laughs> Ayo. And they pray to him. And then he shows up, and they realize that they have fucked up. <laughs> Fecundity. That's because that, that sure isn't the, what we thought it like, was. Oh, they're like Rodigus, oh great Rodigus, or whatever fucking name it goes by to these people. Please heal my wife. She is sick. And then Rodigus is like, mm. "Nom." <laughs> I'm gonna throw her in my belly. And look, now she's nerglings. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But so Rodigus is a. Hella spellcaster. He actually does not carry a melee weapon in a battle. He oh, just shit. carries his gnarl rod, um, his, which is basically his casting item. Yeah. It's his wand. Yeah, basically. It's his wand. And yeah, he his is wand of disgusting. Yes. Wherever Rodigus goes, foul growth springs up at his feet. Fungus, moss, all of the all the things in Nurgle's guard. Basically, wherever Rodigus goes, Nurgle's garden goes. Springs Ew. up at his feet. Ew. Also, the reason why Rodigus is called the Rainmaker is he has something called Nurgle's Deluge. It is a constant mini storm hanging above his head at all times. Oh shit! That both, Shh. yeah, just it's just it, it's pouring around him constantly, and it both hinders his enemies and brings forth the blessing of Nurgle, Nurgle to his followers. Oh, so that's some hella fucked up rain. Yeah, you know, it's called Nurgle's Deluge. I would fucking assume, but it falls, <laughs> but it. it <clears throat> Nurgle sweaty pits, basically, <laughs> but it follows him constantly. Yeah, like that's why he has the name Rainmaker. Um, but yeah, um, he uh, he he took part in a in, just kind of the same as Scarbrand. He took play. He took part in a couple um, battles in the Age of Chaos. Nothing too too crazy, um, but he just really cool dude. There's like five other named Great Unclean ones that I kind of thought of going with, but once again, Rodigus had the model, and I just think he's super neat. He's really, really well known. Um, he does, yeah, he, he he does hella magics, like hella magics, and um, yeah, that's kind of him. Not, n- not, not nothing too, too much in depth about him, but he just he do great on he What's, do great things. Wasn't he in uh, Alariel's realm for a little bit there? I mean, to be fair, everyone was in Alariel's realm. Yeah, that <laughs> those doors were burst wide open. If you know what I mean? Something that something that is cool is um a, a little old world a little old world lore for Rodigus, Jesus. Um, See, I th- that five times fast. I think. I think. I think Rodigus was who the king of Bretonia was fighting. Oh. And he's the one who killed Leon uh, Leon Leon Kerr. Don't know who that is, but interesting. He's the king. If you play Total War, no, I I don't play Bretonians. He's 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 Bro, the, he's, you, he's the you, main leader. Bretonia. You think I play French? I'm insulted. So he, I he, love French people. Please don't get me wrong. He either <laughs> he either killed him in battle, or he was the person who Carl Franz was fighting, 
and Carl Franz. He killed Carl Franz. And Carl I think, Franz it, I, I think no, no, I think it's Carl Franz. Yeah, because Carl Franz. Because um, Carl Franz was fighting a lot of like, it, fi- Nurgle. Yeah, well, no, yeah, what it was is it, it was it was it was Rodigus and it was the Glot twins. I think either the Glot twins were fighting Franz. Oh, and he Glot. Would, yeah, I heard Glock as in the Austrian-made pistol, Click, and clack. I was like, uh, no, "What?" It was, either, it was like either the Glockkin brothers were fighting Carl Franz, and, and Rodigus was fighting Leon Kerr, or it was swapped. But basically, whoever Rodigus was fighting, he murdered. And I actually do think it was Carl Franz actually, and that's when Carl Franz was like, "Sigmar, if you're there, it'd be a really good time. If you're at all, wham!" And then Sigmar ate Carl Franz's soul so he could manifest in the mortal realm. But that I'm pretty <coughs> sure, celestial prime. <coughs> but I'm pretty sure. Amen, brother. I'm pretty sure that's who Rodriguez was fighting. And Carl Franz, like in the older, was like he had the he had the hammer. Yeah, he was he had one the, of the Gal-Maraz. most he was one of the most proficient melee fighters in the old world. I think he no, was, wait, was it Galmaraz or was it just Hammer? Time? No, it was Galmaraz. I'm pretty yeah, sure. no, it was Galmaraz. He has Galmaraz. Yeah, okay. um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that in the old world, Carl Franz like went toe to toe with Archon a couple times and didn't die. So we yeah. count that as a victory. And the, <laughs> and yeah, no, he got murdered. He got murked because yeah, no, um, the Bretonians were in the Civil War. Yeah, because of uh, oh well, because the Bretonians are just Arthurian legend mixed with mixed with the French, but basically the Black Knight happened, and it was Leon Kerr's son who was a follower of chaos and came to Bretonia and fucked shit up, and the Green Knight showed up and did a gigantic clusterfuck, and then they all went to Midland and everyone I need, died. I need to watch that Green Knight movie. I have. It's really good. Oh, what, what can I watch it on? Yeah, I gotta sneeze. It's not happening. This sucks. I know. Um, <laughs> oh, the worst feeling. Um, I watched it on demand with my uncle. He hated it, but he didn't understand that it was a it's the legitimate poem. It is the legitimate poem. Put like, in the do movie. they speak in verse or is it just no? Like, it, oh, it's literally it's just, just, just it's, the it's, it's just the poem rewritten. For anywho, three. anywho, okay. Yeah. Off topic. The point of that being is that even though Rodriguez is a spellcaster, a hell of a spellcaster, he's still very proficient when fighting because he basically murked. The most powerful human on earth. The big K himself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I got about Stinky Boy. And now it's bad. Senior rot. Senior disgusting. Look, no notes. This is going to be fantastic. It's Kyrgios' favorite. If you fuck this up, like, you get to turn. We need to turn in your your Zinch card. We have to have a talk to you after this. So Kyrgios' Fee Weaver is. Favorite. Wow, you can't even say the name. Right? Zinch hey, card. Pass it over. Hey, I had about three ounces of gin. Give me a break, okay? Kyrgios' Fate Weaver shots of vodka. I saw that glass, bitch. It's more than three. I was up to like there, but it was twice. Yeah, bro. No, it was like right here when you did it. Nonsense, dude. I watched you pour it. He's already far gone. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's um, he is lafucked. Gary's fate weaver is greater demon as each. Um, let it be known, he is a lord of change, but with two heads. Uh, Burn wow. up. <laughs> so, Burn up. Um, just to let it be known, lords of change are very powerful spellcasters. Who the thunk? Wow, who the They have big bird spellcasting. Big bird things. Bird man. Carlos Fayweaver was one bird of the Zinch's favorite. And one day Zinch is like, you know, I'm a little bored. I'm a pretty terrible dad. I'm going to drown my child. I'm going to throw my child into this well of eternity or something like oh, that. It was oh, like, he was literally like, drown the child. No, 100%. <laughs> no, he, like, he was like, yeah, that's the well of like the universe. Father, what Google? No talking, we're drowning. That's basically how that went. And it's because no other Lord of Change has ever come out. He was like, yeah, just keep like keep on throwing them and see what comes out. Oh, my boy. My proficient bird who does everything I ask. My precious bird. And has literally 
literally never done anything wrong. I'm bored. I'm gonna throw him in the well that all my other kids have died in. <laughs> Why? Uh, is shits and giggles an appropriate answer? No? Then it's giggles and shits. <laughs> uh, so when Curio's Fate Weaver popped out of this well... Um, he now has two heads. One, his right head, I forget which one's is which, but I think, I think it's the right one that's blind. No, no, no. They're, 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 they're blind to the present. They Not, can, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's one right. head yeah. sees... I think, I think it's the right that sees the future, the left sees the past. Ironically enough, see I think the Imperial Aquila, the way that that works is backwards. Um, do, you, do you know, in 40K, do you know the lore behind the Imperial Aquila? No, because I don't the, care. The double-headed eagle? Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the double-headed eagle in Warhammer 40k, it's basically the same thing, where, like, what, uh, the, the eye that's covered um, is always looking to the past to learn from the past, whereas the eye that's uncovered is constantly looking towards the future. That's really ironic for the Imperium. Yeah. Game. They don't do any of that shit. Oh, no. Well, I mean, to be fair, the Imperial Aquila was made before, you know, yeah. the Imperial just fucked cool. it up. I feel like Zinch saw Karathir crowd as well, and he was like, Yes, I am omnipotent, can see all the futures and past, and literally seeing every outcome at all times. Might have made a mistake here. <laughs> Actually, the thing is, is Zinch will go to Karya's Fate Weaver just to double check the future. Holy yeah, because Karya is, is the only being in existence that kind of, sort of, ish might see the future better than Zinch, right? Yeah, because it is the pure future. Because Zinch can see the present. Carlos Fate Weaver sees, only the, sees the future. Only sees the future or sees the past. So. But he is so, one. So he, he, see, he basically what it is is he sees the future unbiased by the uh, by the um, present. By the present. Yeah. No misconceptions or anything. He just sees the pure past and the pure future not being um poisoned by the, by the present at all. Yeah. Yeah. So arguably he does actually see the future better. Yeah. Arguably. Um, that's really I got about Carter's Like how Mitchell's notes was basically talking and then having, and then we just decided to explain it with him, so now it's all of us. Yeah, like, yeah. I, could, I could do, like, a quick, like, oh, the room, blah, 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 because I'm looking at Lexicanum at the moment. Um, Duke of Pharaoh, who the hell is, oh, wait a minute, he was also the part of the- Oh, wow, look at that, it's almost <laughs> like taking notes is a good fucking idea! Um, now I need some gin. Wow. Bitch, you don't drink. I do when this shit happens. Yeah, he was also part of the Battle of Sky Dwarves and who the, the Air Supremacy Battle. Not too important for Zinch. Important for dwarves, but Zinch is like, yeah, well. <laughs> Wait, he, uh, oh. he, was, he was at the battle for the uh, the Caradon Overlords. The one where they beat Zinch and the Zinch yeah. Secure. Yeah. How the fuck do you beat someone who can literally see the future? By only being in the present. That... <laughs> okay, if I slide, if I hit him in the head with this class, do you think it's strong enough to knock it? Knock it. <laughs> I mean, probably, but also like that's time my for roommate. A, so time like, for a hard I reset. Kind of, I kind of like not having to pay the entire rent of this place by myself. If he's knocked out, you can get his credit card to shit in his wallet. He'll never know. Yeah, be then it's identity the theft, out. and then like that's just a whole other another ballpark. Nah. Yeah. That's that. All right, back to me then. Yep. All right. So I get to cover the first mortal, the man who show the man who Archeon doesn't count because no. I've actually been thinking about this, and it's fair to say that this next character puts the he in Hebe Knight. 
Uh, this next character puts Actually, the... I'm going to... Let me stop you right there. Going back to Archeon. Oh, my God! Um, I mean, actually, he, he did bring him up. Um, I, I kind of forgot to say this about him. His goal is to become a god. Yeah, his goal is to become a, like like, a, a whole-ass new god, like not just, like... Yeah. Just to dick slap the Chaos Gods? Uh, because he does not serve the Chaos Gods. He wants to become his own god. Again, he want, he's like the Jeff Bezos. It's, I do find this shit kind of funny because, like, at the end of the day, it's never going to work. Yeah, but he, he... Well, I mean, the Horned Rat's trying to do the same thing. Yeah, but, Although like, the Horned Rat is already a Chaos God, but also the, the Horned Rat's the one Chaos God that... Of the greater Chaos Gods that Archeon doesn't do things for because he, he doesn't he, yeah, he doesn't see that he doesn't to see to be fair the horned rat has plenty of other people well no actually from. no when the when the when the Roman chaos started the horned rat tried to give Archeon a boon of some sort where Archeon was like really? you're not a god to me and just left I was oh, like oh. Rat was like man fuck this guy <laughs> wow <laughs> he tried Archeon said no which I find fucking hilarious that's 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 pretty but no like the way I see it is if there's any type of chaos character that tries to ascend to do sh- do chaos shenanigans that doesn't involve the chaos gods, they only do it because the chaos gods let them. No, 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 no. The chaos gods physically can't beat Archeon. Yeah, right now, but when but when he ascends to godhood, he's in their realm. Like, it, like at the end of the day, like when that happens, it only happens because the chaos gods, to a certain extent, deign it to be so. Because when looks you... directly at the time, corn corn murdered seven of his brothers. Yeah. Yeah, but would they want to destroy him when all he does is increase their powers? To, yeah, to I'm, be fair, like to a certain extent, as a mortal, yes, because, all he does. No, is no, because he, he doesn't want to become a chaos god. He wants to become an ascended god, pretty much, because he wouldn't become a chaos god. He, okay, so he wants to be god of his own thing. He wants to. Yeah. He wants to be like Sigmar or like Teclas or like Tyrion. Yeah, okay. an ascended. Uh, okay, but no, like no, of course the chaos. And this is my point: is like regardless of what. Regardless of Archeon's intentions, in my opinion, it doesn't really fucking matter because, like, why would the Chaos Gods want to stop Archeon? They he he just propagates them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, to a certain extent, no matter what happens, at the end of the day, he's still dancing on the strings. Yeah, I think though, once he if if he does ascend to become a true ascended god, then they're probably gonna be like, oh, okay, you need to die now because to a certain uh, extent, how, how are they gonna kill him? They've sent so many greater demons after him, but they yeah, just but don't once, die. once he's playing on their once he's playing on their realm, or once he's no, playing no, 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 because he won't go in their realm. He has no need to go in their realm. Well, this is what I say: is if corn yeah. got if corn got pissy enough to punch an island out of the sky, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah, if he becomes a synagogue, all I'm saying is he might be more susceptible to. The actual gods themselves, not their champions, but they themselves. And, and that's like, a whole different Regardless of how strong he is, I refuse to believe that he is on par with the four chaos gods because nothing is on par with them. Yeah. Except maybe He some also of defeated Nagash in hand to hand combat. Yeah, well, Nagash is a bitch, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That just really shows how much the Karakaros. Look, all I'm going to say is that. Nagash wouldn't even fight Sigvald on fair terms, so like... <laughs> oh my god, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah. So, speaking of Sigvald, speaking of Sigvald, going, moving Sigvald. on to our first not-completely-armor-proofed uh, mortal of the podcast. Uh, yeah, that man has one hell of a tush. Bruh, he's wearing Ooh. ashless chaps. <laughs> no, I don't think he's actually wearing clothes. I'm gonna keep it up. He's just, just wearing armor. Yeah. Yeah, so he basically he's basically wearing assless chaps. Assless chaps made out of something that's basically Sigma, right? 
but no. So, Sigvald. Uh, so Sigvald is a uh, Hedonite of Slanesh. Yeah, I think he's the and leader of the Hedonites, isn't he? No, he's the leader of the decadent host. Okay. Mm, uh, so most... Keep in mind, once you start getting into the realm of named characters, the only real, like, leader of a faction is going to be Archeon. Gotcha. Most of the time, otherwise, there's going to be multiple leaders within each faction. So, like, talking about... A little bit of a tangent here, but talking about uh, Slanesh, there's Sigvald, and then there's, like, the other guy that we were talking about, the, the fucking fat dude sitting on his sitting on his palakin. I guess what confused me is, like, in his battlefield role in AOS, is his battlefield role is leader. But I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, more, yeah, that's, that's more for the game, then. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, that really is more for the game. Um, just because, yeah. Because, think about it this way, Yindrasta and the Celestine Prime are both... Leaders. Leaders, yeah. and they're both outside of the Stormhosts. Like, neither of them has a Stormhost keyword, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway, regardless. Sigvald. He is... Possibly the oldest demon prince of... Is he a demon prince? Yes. I thought he was just a mortal still. Um, no, he's technically a demon prince because... So, at least I think he's a demon prince. Um, so he dies, more or less, in the, uh, in the end times on the world that was. And going into the Age of Myth, in Age of Sigmar, uh, Nagash actually finds his soul... And imprisons it inside of a inside of a mirror made of shard glass, uh, a special kind of material. Mm-hmm. No shade glass. That's what it is. It's yep. the, the the stone of his realm. Yeah. Uh, so he traps his soul inside a mirror made of shade glass, and then takes that mirror and yeets it into the realm, into the hidden realm, in which uh, the el- the elves will eventually trap Slanesh. <laughs> yeah, so he's just like, eat goodbye. And then Slanesh gets trapped there, and while Slanesh is trapped there, Sigvald's soul starts to consume the power that's flowing out of Slanesh. Just like, and slowly hey. starts to come back to consciousness mm-hmm. and regain the power of his soul. Until eventually, some fucking dwarves come along, and they're like, how the fuck did the dwarves hey. get, get, into, get into the realm that Slanesh is locked in? Um, so it, it's called uh, Ulgish. And it's it's this weird hybrid realm between uh, Olgu and somewhere else. I'm assuming Olgu and uh, uh, Hish. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's called like the the twi- like the the the, the Twilight Zone. The... Yeah, it's it's well, it's not called the Twilight Realm, but man, it's called like the realm, between, the realm between the realm or something like that. All I'm saying, but it's a hidden realm. The Twilight Goat. <laughs> oh god! One of my favorite memes. Stop it! Stop it! But no. Uh, anyway, so he starts feeding on the the burgeoning power of Slanesh. Uh, yes, Slanesh milk. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and so That's in the age milk. of in the age of <laughs> Sigmar. Oh God! Stop it! <laughs> I can't get the image out. <laughs> Stop it! Get some help. But no. So Sigvald starts eating up that power, and eventually uh, his mirror, because there is actually a city inside of this realm, and some dwarven uh, privateers come across the mirror. That's been hidden away in this city, and there it is so beautiful to them. The mirror itself is so beautiful to them and so enchanting because the mirror itself. Um, so Sigvald, a little bit of backstory about Sigvald. Sigvald is vain glory made manifest. Well, that's his favorite sin. Yeah, basically, he truly believes that he is the most beautiful creature ever created. He truly believes 
to his core that there is nothing in this world that can be as beautiful as he is. He is the story of nar- of narcissist You're put in the so modern vain. realm. He is like is he is the most socio of all the sociopaths. I'm yeah, basically. So, so uh, he his his presence was actually so influential that if you looked into a mirror while Sigvald was around, you would see a lesser version of yourself, like a disfigured, ah! hor- a, like horrific nightmare version. That's of how yourself. that's how Sigvald sees you. Yeah. No, literally. Yeah. Um. So he was trapped in a mirror that only showed people the grandest version of themselves. So literally the mirror would basically torture his image. So these dwarves become enchanted by the uh, by the sight of the mirror and they bring it back with them and then they mistake di- number 1 they die of dehydration because they cannot stop looking at the mirror and they literally forget to eat, drink and sleep. To give you an idea of just how enchanting this mirror was and That's then it's for you. Yeah, and so then it's actually discovered by the uh by the Scarlet Cavalcade. And the Scar- Scarlet Cavalcade recognizes it for what it is. And they set him loose. And Sigvald pops out and is like, Hey, bitches, I'm back. And he is utterly perfect for one exception. There is a single scar upon his body placed there by Nagash. Ha! As a reminder <laughs> of his imprisonment. Just like so whenever he looks at Nagash staring back like, Bitch. Yeah, basically. <laughs> How did Nagash do that? Just was, was, was uh, like, I'm not. Like, I'm not sure exactly. I think it had to do with the binding process. So yeah, it's just basically soul. the scars on his soul, not his body. Yeah. No matter what body he takes, that scar will always be there. Yeah, I think that's kind of works. Where's the scar? His right butt cheek. I have wouldn't no that idea. be a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have the model. I can go check. I I, I have a quick question about Sigvald that you may mm-hmm. not have the answer to, but I just have to ask it. Yeah. He's called the Geld Prince. Okay. Geld is in gold, not Geld is in castrated. Okay, that was my question. I'm 95% certain that is the answer. Okay. The golden Prince. Yeah. Yeah, no, because if you if you actually look at his like paintings and drawings and lore, mm-hmm. uh, he is basically nude with the exception of his, of armor, his golden armor. Yeah. And his like flowing purple and white Why wouldn't capes. they just say the gold prince? Why is it the Geld Prince? Gilded Age, probably. Yeah. Gel- y- that, know, that's gilded, not gelded. Um, I think, I think Geld can also mean gold in certain contexts. I am 95% certain it has nothing to do with sex. Gotcha. Alright, cool. Um, uh, that, of course, that, that, was, that was my question. Yeah, of course it could also mean that he actually is gilded, uh, because does he cleave, he, does he cleave only, does he cleave only for the emperor? <laughs> okay, no, stop that. <laughs> that. That joke is like five years old in this Yeah, point. and it's it still, and it's stop. still good. Oh, man. Uh, back on topic, though. It goes back to our Dark Heresy days. Our old Dark Heresy days, like, five years ago. I think I still have him, though. Yeah, it's Ignatius. Oh, no, 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 I still have Ignatius. It's yeah. just I've had to redo his character, yeah, so he's he, no longer he, he Kim has, Gelding. He has his testicles now. Yes. Um, I mean, technically, Kim Gilding doesn't get rid of your testicles. But that's besides the point. Uh, shit, you made me lose my train of thought. So yeah, Sigvald comes back, and you know what he does as to prove his or as a like um, sacrifice to Slanesh? Hmm. He immediately kills one in every six members of the Scarlet Cavalcade. <laughs> now the Scarlet Cavalcade—that's some Slanesh. I... It's it's a it's a it's a war band of Slanesh, basically. Demons or mortals? Mortals. Gotcha. I'm back. I'm going to kill a sixth of you. What stab? Yeah, because six is the sacred number of Slanesh. Yep. And 
basically immediately gathers up a, uh, a host called the Decadent Host and starts just going around murdering everyone. One important thing to note about Sigvald is he is the most proficient swordsmaster of ev any mortal in existence. He can... So, like, the swordmasters of the Aeolus... Okay, Archeon is immortal. Is a mortal. He's not a mortal. He's actually considered a chosen now. Yeah. Okay. He's no longer technically mortal. But no, uh... Sigvald is so Wait, proficient it, it, with I the sword. I thought Sigvald was a demon prince. I'm almost fucking positive Sigmar's immortal. Is still Sigvald. immortal. Sigvald, yeah. Okay. Um, he probably is immortal. I probably just misread that then. But, no, no, he is immortal. Because he has the mortal keyword. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just stupid. I can check real fast. Yeah, no, he does have the yep, mortal keyword. Yep, he does. Yep, look, mortal. Yep. Yeah. So at least according to his... Um, so he's a mortal who's just bass in the power of Slanesh. Like yeah, he hasn't transformed. Man, he'd be a terrifying demon prince. Oh, yeah. No, so straight up what ends up happening is he is so proficient with the sword that, like, the sword masters of Heesh, so, like, the elvish sword masters, mm -hmm. they basically look like bumbling children next to him. He is that proficient with his sword. And he is armed with a shield that's a relic from the old world. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking the mirror shield or it's, something like oh, that. I, oh, the name. The name is actually really cool. I'm pretty second. sure it's the mirror shield. Yep, the mirror shield. Yeah. An uh, indestructible shield from, from the world that was. Yep. And then his sword. So his sword's actually really interesting. So he used to have the the Quicksilver Blade. Yeah, but it's, it's Shard Slash now, correct? Or... No, it was Silver Slash. That's what it was. Uh, so it used to be Silver Slash in the world that was, and that was actually a piece of Slaanesh's own blade. He has since lost that. <laughs> oof. Yeah, big oof. So, he, so, he's, so he's, he's, he's downgraded. To, yeah, he's downgraded. Um, arguably. Uh, his current sword technically does the same. It does more or less the same thing. So his current sword is... Uh, quick, quick Slash? Shard Slash. Shard Slash. And it was forged... It was actually forged from a piece of the mirror that imprisoned him. Ah, uh, okay. And six Fucking strands of his, and six strands of his own hair. Six, of course, being the number of Slanesh. Yeah. And those hairs actually bore a piece of his own soul. That sword, anyone whom he cuts with it, it steals their soul. Ah. Uh, I think that I think it's actually anyone he kills with it, it steals their soul. Hmm. For what purpose? So, so he can eat it? or uh, So he can torture it for all of eternity gotcha. at his own behest. Gotcha. Because it's Lanesh. Um, and then I don't know anything about his armor. I think his armor is just like golden armor. I Honest to God, I don't think it's it bears any super special... It's more the shield. Than yeah, it's really more the shield. The armor is just for grandiose appearances. In the same way that... like. We, so going into a little bit of armor, armoring history, if you look at like ancient Greek armor and how they've got like the sculpted chest and six pack or the abs. abs and things like that, that that was purely for aesthetics. Yeah, it was purely designed to intimidate others. I'm pretty sure uh, Sigvold's armor holds the exact same purpose. Like it bears almost no actual defense value. It is just there to make others feel intimidated because now you see this golden sculpted giant, basically god you. Yeah. giant. He's big. Oh, he, he, he big? He, he's not, like, big, big, but... He's, he's probably, like, 8, 9, 10 feet, something like that. Yeah, I think he's in, like, the 8 to 9 foot range. Because space he's, he's still bigger He's still bigger than a, a Stormcast, I'm He's space spring sure. size, then. Yeah. Gotcha. Or at least he's about the same size of a Stormcast. And then, yeah, so basically his whole goal right now in life is boiled down to basically two words. 
Fuck Nagash. <laughs> yeah, is that he? He hates Nagash. Oh, yes. Nagash has marred his, his form. Like, yeah, and his best of because him. Because of Nagash. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say best of him because he didn't have a way to fight back. Nagash, yeah, was, like, Nagash but... was like, ah, yes, I see his defenseless soul. I'm going to fuck with that. Yeah. Here's my question. Did Nagash have a particular bone to pick with Sigvold? Or I, is Nagash just like, hey, hey fuck this guy. Yeet. I don't think. If he had a bone to pick, it was because of something that happened in the Indeed. old world. Yeah. And we're not really worried about that. So Gotcha. Um, as far as I'm aware, it was just basically fuck Sigvald. But he's on and his... And then Sigvald was like, fuck Nagash. Sigvald's on his fuck Nagash shit. Yeah. Everyone hates Nagash, man. Yeah, well... Not me. I love Nagash. Fuck Nagash. <laughs> I feel, you know, like, honest God, fuck Nagash, but also, like, you kind of cool, though. Bone Daddy. Bone Daddy. <laughs> Senor Bone Daddy. But yeah. Elder uh, Bones! I forgot about that one. Yeah. But that's, that's basically all Sigvald is. Um, and like I said, he's currently leading the Decadent Host. Which is his own personal uh, host. Gotcha. And, oh, and he favors, like, Myrbidon, uh Painbringers. Just interesting little tidbit. Nice. Yeah, that's Sigvald. Alrighty. Guess it's back to me for my third. Save the best for last. Arguably. Arguably. My main man, Bellacor, the first prince. Yeah, that was definitely a lie about the best for last. <laughs> yeah, my, both of my eyes are twitching. Yeah, you can both one. go fuck yourself. I don't know about that one. But, you know, just saying. Mm-hmm. Both you guys suck. But yeah, no, Bellicor, um, the first prince, also known as the Dark Master. He is the first demon prince to ever exist and the one and only demon prince to be blessed by all four gods because they figured out that they fucked up when they did that. So... Oh, really now? Oh, yeah. So, would you like to elaborate? No. Please continue. No, podcast over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so Bellacor, first prince, dark master, first demon prince, blessed by all four chaos gods. They realized that was a mistake because when that happened, they kind of lost the leash. Bellacor now basically does whatever the fuck he wants. He is not beholden to any of the gods. They can still to a certain extent meddle in his affairs but if they're like, yeah I'm corn, and I helped you be a demon prince. Go do this. He can be like, nah, and just leave. And they can't really do anything about it because of he's blessed by all four gods. One singularly can't really fuck with him and as far as I'm aware, I don't think all four have ever come together and be like, we need this man to be stopped. So yeah, that's kind of his shtick. But um he aggressively hates other demon princes because he ascended to this glorious position of power blessed by all four gods he's like yes i am the one i am the chosen i will be the one to be the master of fate and da 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 and then the other chaos gods started ascending other mortals and belcor was kind of like by grimnir's left nuts hey did not hey-o. like that it's actually yeah, it's actually a, to the point where like if he's in, I don't know about AOS, but at least for his rules in 40k, other demon princes cannot be in his his army. If you're running disciples of Belicor, you cannot have other other demon princes in his I army. Think, I think that's true for Sigmar. He also does, at least in, in his 40k rules, he does he 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 hits other demon princes better than anyone else. He can reroll hit and wound rolls on fellow on other demon princes. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's it's called a, I think it's called spiteful jealousy, as I believe the name of it. Um. But yeah, so he 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 uh, he is the dude. Um, he didn't. He doesn't really have anything to do in the a uh, in the age of myth. Only real thing is that 
for uh, a piece of his, like, how he became who he is. We don't know his origins, except the fact that he might have been the ruler of Ulgu before Malarian. Hmm. There, there is a possible origin story that basically Malarian came to be and started fucking with his power structure, and then Bellacor was like, hello, chaos gods, make me better so I can fuck this guy. Which is a possible origin, but I don't know if that is the accept- is that, if that's the accepted one. All I know is, regardless of what happened, he was the first one to be ascended to, to Demon Princehood. Um, however, in um, Age of Chaos, at the start of Age of Chaos, um, was when Bellacor started to have a real um, big bone to pick with Archeon. Because Bellacor, no one really knows his intentions. He's like he's like the Lord of Shadows. He's very much like, I do what I want, and no one ever knows what my plans are. But every, what, what, what we think to be true is that Bellacor actually wants to find a way to elevate himself to true godhood and supplant the Chaos Gods. Oh, which okay. the Chaos Gods find funny. Because they're like, eh, that's cute. So, they, what, so what happened is we believe, what is it we believe that the Chaos Gods specifically made Archeon, and Archeon, um, Bellacor, crown Archeon the Everchosen mm-hmm. just to fuck with him for, for shits and giggles. And Belcor was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> Which is funny because that directly followed Belcor having to pick up Archeon's slack. Ha! So Archeon sent an army to Olgo to fuck with, um, I forget their names, but it was some cities in, in um, Olgo. And it was this council of lords who basically told our, our Archeon's army to go fuck itself. And that is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So then Belcor came in. He was like, I'm going to fix this. And started whispering schemes and plots into the other into the ears of all the lords and weaving a bunch of like shadow magic and shit and basically made all all the lords paranoid of their own kind thinking oh. that, that all, everyone was plotting to kill and overthrow them and so while they're in the middle of that Bellacor marked in marching his army the disciples of Bellacor and just nuked the city hardcore ha. so Bellacor's kind of like haha bitch in Archeon's general vicinity um <clears throat> and then uh he did have a he did have a fight at the eight points with um someone with the night haunt. Uh, he he actually personally fought a uh, lady. Wait, Oleander. Oleander. Olenor. Um, it's I think her name is O L Y N D E R. And she she is at Mortark. I'm just gonna say Olenor. 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 Was pointed out. Olander, Olander, yeah. yeah. She was uh, so she uh, she and an uh, army. She, Mortar she, of grief, Mortar of grief, and she marched um, the night haunt in there uh, on the eight points. Yeah. So uh, Bellacor actually met her personally in battle, and his army fought her army, and um, he bested her in combat, and yoked her from the eight points, basically banishing her from that realm. Um, Want to hear something really interesting about her? Yes. She's really devastating against mortals. Because she can literally scare them to death. Also, she can reach out her hand and age people. It's kind of spooky. Yeah. There was um, a thing in the book of the Wrath of the Everchosen. Mm-hmm. Where um, it was this chaos lore that was supposed to be protecting Archeon's um, throne kind of area in the eight points. Mm-hmm. And as he was coming to her... Did, did she fight with the dude to take, to take the eight points? Yes, yes. Um, so she yes. was there with him? Yes. yes. He, she actually led the vanguard in that particular battle. Yes. She reached out her hand, and they were literally aging. And as he got to her, the horse tripped, and he like pretty much like laid on her back and raised her veil. And he his heart exploded from terror. 
<laughs> Archeon? <laughs> no, it was the um, it was the, the chaos lord that was protecting the throne. Yeah. Oh, okay. because it was pretty much of a thing of one. It was two lords. One chose to run away. The other one chose to fight, stay and fight. So he was oh, a, he okay. was aging to death, and then he saw her face. And his heart went. Yep. That's fucking hilarious. And I think that has to do because she's a vampire, right? Is she a vampire? No. 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 She is a night haunt. She's. Scooby Doo Ghost, yeah. which which I find kind of funny. I know, like especially like in 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 the old world with the vampire lore of magic. I think one of their spells was to like just rapidly start aging shit. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, well, that sounds about right. A little bit of a callback, yeah. but yeah, no. Bellacor met her in battle, uh, beat her, and um, y- like, just y- yoked her from the realm. I think he just like banished her through the realm gate. And I th- I'm pretty sure he like banished her from the eight points. Like, oh. he, like, you can't come back here. Yeah. I don't know if it's timed or not, but he was basically like, be gone thought, and that's exactly what happened. So then she got yoked, and then his army kind of aggressively crumped the rest of the Night Hunt. Um, when, can't, when orders of, like, armies of death no longer have their leader, they quickly crumble? Yeah. He, yeah, so he, yeah, he, he beat her, and then bad things happened to the rest of the army. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, he, re- really cool character. Um, he does have a model for 40k and for AOS. Uh, apparently a lot of people in AOS like him because he can, um, one of his abilities in Age of, in Age of Sigmar is he can actually fuck with enemy heroes. During the, at the start of the enemy hero phase, basically once per battle, he picks, he picks an enemy hero, rolls a dice on a three up. That enemy hero cannot move, attack, shoot, cast magic, dispel, or use command points. And it goes until wow. and it goes until the Abelacor's next hero phase. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. And I don't know if he can only do it once per game or if it was like or, or if he can do it every single hero frown, but only to that one guy he picks. Wow. That's kinda of like can you imagine that against Archeon? Yeah. It's just Jesus. it's hero. He picks a hero, rolls a dice. If he gets it, that, that hero base, the, the hero does literally nothing, and that's why he. That's why he will like him for AOS because if people run like what, let's just say for instance, what flavor of Archeon do you want to run? The big point of your army is you make you just make Archeon to the biggest fucking smash captain possible, and he mm-hmm. basically one v's an entire army. Bell could be like, you get nope. to do nothing. Yeah. That's, which, so that's kind of like which means that they can't fight either so you can run up and fight him like beat the shit out of him and he can't fight back because he gets locked down completely yeah that's kind of like uh, Shalaxi so remember how I was talking about how whenever Shalaxi like challenges someone they can't refuse it mm-hmm. so on tabletop the way that that's done is Shalaxi at the start of the charge phase basically goes hey bitch hey hey at the start of like an enemy charge phase mm-hmm. it's like hey 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 bitch and if they do not answer her challenge they suffer D3 mortal wounds. Ah. If they do answer her challenge, they can only charge, charge her, her. And they can only fight her, too. So even if they double charge, they can it only matter. fight Shalaxi. That's fucking terrible. And then Shalaxi has, like, a six... Uh, I I think her shield grants her, like, a like a six-up ward. A six-up ward? Yeah. That's not bad. Um, she's also, like, one harder to... Hit by enemy heroes in melee. Oh, you may be kidding. Sorry. Um, but yeah, that's that's Bellacor. I think he's super neat. Uh, I, I I know he does a forty k, but I'm pretty sure in AOS you could also just run like the disciple the, the disciple of Bellacor. Yeah, he ha- yeah. There's there's a disciples army in Sigmar. Yeah, he's he's just pretty cool dude. And I, I've always just liked the fact that like he's just the first human prince, blessed by all four guys. I think that's super super neat. Yeah. But that's more or less um his lore. I think I do know that he has a book out. 
Uh, whenever the model was released, I'm pretty sure AOS re- He has both an AOS and a 40K uh, book that's designed more for tabletop, but I think it has a decent amount of lore in it. No, no, I think, I think for, at least for AOS, I think he got an actual like, short story published. Um, short story is inside that book. Oh, yeah, is it? It's inside okay. the Broken Realms, because yeah. Broken Realms have lore inside of them. Yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Um, and um, he's also, he, he's in Prince, he can also cast magic. Yeah. His lore of magic is fucking retarded. But yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Sorry, um, Philip yeah, got swerved yeah, by yeah. his own cat. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that about wraps it up. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, I wow. Think that was something I wanted to say. We made it less than an hour and 30 minutes. I'm actually, Obviously, we have to talk now for the next two minutes. Yeah, this is now seconds. the point. If you were just here for the lore and you don't want to hear us ramble about bullshit... Uh, this would be a really good point to hop off. Now I'm going to start rambling. And I wanted to say, I know one of our viewers specifically was waiting for this episode because he wanted to pick like the leader of his army. So I pulled up Bellacor. Maybe you want to pull up Archeon? And we can kind of talk about some of their abilities, specifically for oh, no. the user. No, I truly believe he needs to go Archeon. He needs to run Slaves of Darkness with Flavor... Ar- flavor of Slaves of Darkness with Archeon. You mean Flavor of Archeon? Archeon with a little bit of spice put on top. There you go. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read through Bellacore stuff. I'm going to go ahead and read through Shalaxy Hellbane. Because everybody should run Slash and you cannot fight me on this. I, I don't give a it shit. The Demonettes are like the hardest no, army to build. Not, not going to lie. Demonettes are a pain in the ass to build. Very spindly. Oh, not going to lie. Those Hedonites models look Oh, they Smexy. look they look fantastic, but I can feel like the animal oh, dude trying fucking, to build them. Um, Sigvald, Sigvald's ability with his blade is that so whenever he you can't charges, negate his wounds. No, 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 well, no. His, his attacks are based off the charge, so if you well, okay. charge plus three, basically. No. He gets a minimum of five attacks, or which is because if he gets a two plus his natural three, it'd be a five because he adds three no. to his charge. No. Yes, I can pull up the I can pull up the ability. Yeah, and I guarantee you it tells you unmodified charge roll. That plus three to his charge does not matter. That, really? No. That's gay. What's written is that he has at minimum five attacks with his blade or uh, a number of attacks equal to his unmodified charge roll. Whichever one is greater. So you can get up 12 attacks. He can get up to 12 attacks. With a sword that with wounds that can't be negated. That means you can't save him. No, I think the wounds can be negated. I'm like 95% certain of that one. Okay, you're ready to um, do the the fight off of things. Wow, it's only 830 points. Well, I'll go first. Okay. All right. 830 points. Dude, Arch- Archeon's a fucking monster. Yeah. Um. So, Arch- Archeon, the ever-chosen. You almost did. <laughs> Arcan, Arcan, Arcan. Dude, the fucking um, Celestine Prime is only like 350. Yes, he's under 400. Because well, he's not a monster. Yeah. Not like, he doesn't have like yeah. 30 plus so, wounds or some crazy yeah, shit. Tw- Still. So 20 wounds, 3 up save, 10 bravery. Um, his movement is dictated by his health. It goes from 14 down to 6 inches. Um, so he has 4 different weapons. Slayer, the Slayer of Kings is one inch range, four attacks, two up to hit, um, hit three up to wound, negative two rend, mm-hmm. and three damage each. Uh, Monstrous Claws is one inch, two attacks, two up to hit, three up to wound, negative two rend, d6 damage. Um, Lashing Tails is three inches range, 
2d6 attacks, 4 up to hit, 3 up to wound, no rend, 1 damage each. And then the 3 heads is 3 inches. Um, attacks are dictated by health, so it goes from 6 down to 2. Um, 3 up to hit, 3 up to wound, negative 1, eight, negative one rend, 2 rend, or 2 damage. He has um, 830 points. He's a leader in a behemoth, a base size 160, mil 160 millimeters. His notes are single and unique. Um, he can fly. He has his mount. He is the war master, so he can be included in Blades of Corn, Disciples of Zinch, Magikin and Nurgle, and Heat of Knights of Slanesh. Hence the, hence the flavor of Archeon. Normally, yeah. no, normally yeah. you run him in Zinch, you give him, give him a, I think, a hella ward. If it is, if it is, it is treated as. If it is, it is treated as a general, even as if it is not the model picked to be your army's general, and can still be used in armies. Um, the ar the army's allegiance abilities, even if the unit's not from any of those factions. Neat. Um, abilities: Armor of Morkar. Roll a dice. Roll a dice each time you allocate a mortal wound to this model. On a one to three, nothing happens. On a four to five, that model is negated. On a six, that mortal wound is negated and inflicting one mortal wound back. And the attacker gets one mortal wound. Okay. Um, the crown of do domination. Add two to the bravery, char bravery characteristic of friendly chaos units wholly within twelve inches of this model. In addition, subtract two from bravery units um, from the bravery characteristic of enemy models that are wholly within twelve inches. Uh, in the Eye of Shireen, Shireen, once per battle at the start of your hero phase, you can say that Archeon will use the Eye. If you do so, subtract one from the hit rolls for attacks that target the like the that for that target unit. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the, until your next hero phase. Um, the ever chosen. Each time a model is affected by a spell or an endless spell, you can roll a dice. If you do on a four up, it ignores the effect of that spell. Nice. The Slayer of Kings. Each time a model this model fights, if the unmodified wound roll of a two up or the of the two attacks that target the same enemy hero um, is six. Wait a minute. Unmodified wound roll. Oh, so if either of those two attacks, or for the two attacks, let me reread this. Each time the model fights, if the unmodified rune roll for two attacks that target, that target the same enemy hero, the Slayer Kings is six, that hero is slain. Oh, so basically if he slaps you with two attacks with Slayer of Kings, and one of those is a six, he just dies. Oh shit! But it but he has to slap that model with two attacks. No, no, no. I think they both have to be six. Oh, oh! If he double sixes, you're actually just die. Yes. Gotcha. Which balanced? I mean, with four attacks, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So um, does that mean that if he does that mean that if he slaps somebody with all four attacks, if two of those are six, he auto kills it? Or does it have to be just two to proc that ability? Just two. Okay, so basically, if I want the possibility of auto killing you, I'd have to slap you with only two of the four attacks, and then go to someone else. Yes, or okay. if you if you're me, it happens every time. Or you just go to someone and smack them with all four attacks and just beat the shit out of them. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so, so if I was attacking with all four attacks, I would just need two of those to be sixes, and then yeah. That kind of reminds me of the ability that um that um corn uh, corn lords have. I forget what they're of the thing they're called, Lords of Slaughter, like Corvus Cole, the leader of the Gore of the Cortide, with their axe. Basically, if he's fighting someone, and um, 
I forget the exact specification. I think if it's uh, whenever he hits a wound roll. Or, like six? or something like that of like six. Basically, it yeets the character into, into Korn's realm, and they're just auto-dead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three-headed titan. At the start of your hero phase, you can say that Dorgar will draw upon his demonic might. If you do so, choose one of the following effects. Oh, God. There's so much crap to this. Because I'm now just starting on the other half of this thing. Um, filth Spewer. Uh, pick one enemy unit within 12 inches of this model and roll a dice on a three up. It suffers D3 mortal wounds um, or the Skull Gorger. You can heal up to D3 mortal wounds allocated to this model. Spell Eater. Pick one endless spell within six, 18 inches of this model. That endless spell is dispelled. Um, Warlord without equal. This, this model is on the battlefield. At the start of your hero phase, you receive him one extra command point. He is a wizard. He can cast two spells and dispel t- or unbind two spells. Um, he knows Arcane Bolt and Mystic Shield. Command abilities. By my will, you can use this command ability once per turn in your hero phase. If you do, pick one friendly Slaves to Darkness unit on that on the battlefield until the end of the battle round. If a model from that unit is slain by an attack made by a melee weapon, that model can fight before he is removed from play. The same unit cannot be in the same unit cannot benefit from this command more than once per turn. All seeing dominion. Finally, the last one. You can use this command ability where your opponent spends a command point, or when your comp- opponent spends a command point. If you do so, roll a dice before resolving the effects of any command ability on that that command point is spent on on a one that command ability has no effect on a two up this model can use the by my will command ability above without a command point being spent even if it's not the hero phase and even if that command ability has already been used that same turn it's a lot of stuff but he is he is the man himself yeah. Now, and once again, how many points is he? Eight hundred and thirty. So he is a hell. Uh, he's a hell of fucking. Um, yes. Point. I think Nagash actually costs more. But that Nagash also casts like seven spells a turn or something crazy like that. And he has his like disintegration beam. But yeah, so like he's that powerful. But he have he, you have a hell of point sink into him. Yeah, Nagash costs nine hundred and seventy points. Good Christ. Yeah. Yeah, but Nagash can just auto-kill multiple things. This fucking, like, disintegration beam bullshit. Yeah, and he just has a whole lot. So, continue with Bellicor and how he's inferior. You know, you say that, but you're wrong. So, uh, Bellicor is a um, single model, 14 wounds, a 4-up save with 10 bravery. And he uh, costs 360 points. So, you know, you can have your leader and, you know, still have a fucking army. Why would you want that? You can just have Archeon. Imagine how cheap the army is. Yeah, I like flavor in my game. <laughs> I like to I like to have multiple things. I just have one guy. I like to build, you know, a nice some scenery around him. But yeah, so 14 wounds, 4 up save, 10 bravery. His movement is dictated by his health. It starts at 14 and it ends at 6 inches. Um, unit size 1, points 360. Battlefield roll, leader. And Behemoth, his base size is 100 millimeters, and his notes are single and unique. 
He has three melee profiles. The first one is his main weapon, the Blade of Shadows. Uh, it has a two-inch range. Its attacks are dictated by his health as well. They start at eight attacks, and it ends at four attacks. It is a three-up to hit, a three-up to wound, minus two rend, and two damage. He then has Fell Claws, which is a one-inch um, range weapon. You get one attack, three-up to hit, three-up to wound, one rend, two damage. And then you have Spearing Tail. Spearing Tail is a three-inch range weapon, one attack, a two-up to hit. The wound is actually dictated by his health. So you can start off, he starts off with a one-up to wound, which means that he cannot fail a wound. To, he, he cannot fail to wound, and then it ends at a five-up to wound. And the Spearing Tail has minus three rend and also two damage. So all of his weapons do two damage. Um, for, uh, going on to his abilities, um, he has wings, so the unit can fly. So first of all, you have the Dark Master, which is the one that I talked about. Um, once per battle, at the start of the enemy hero phase, you can pick one enemy unit on the battlefield. Until your, until your next hero phase, at the start of each phase, including the phase in which the unit was picked, you can roll a die for that unit. On a 3-up, that unit cannot move, shoot, fight, use command abilities, chant prayers, attempt to cast spells, attempt to dispel endless spells, or attempt to unbind spells in that phase. The next is Lord of Torment. If an enemy unit fails a battle shock test within 12 inches of Bellacor, you can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to this model. Next ability is Shadow Form. Uh, ignore modifiers positive or negative when making save rolls for attacks that target this model. So his save is always a 4-up, no matter what. Oh, that's a very night haunt of him. Yeah. Um, uh, next is a magic. He is a wizard. Um, he can attempt to cast two spells in the hero phase and attempt to unbind two spells in the enemy hero phase. And the spells that he knows is Arcane Bolt, Mystic Shield and Enfeeble Foes. What Enfeeble's what Enfeeble Foes does is, um, Enfeeble Foe has a casting value of six. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within 18 inches of the caster and visible to them. Subtract one from the wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by that unit until your next hero phase. Mm. So. Sounds pretty, sounds pretty weak sauce to me. That's Bellacor. Um, he's a much more usable model. You can actually build an army around him. You don't have to simp for Archeon. Mitchell. Hey, all I'm saying is that like the way that a lot of Archeon lists are built are just like, oh, heal, 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 heal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how you if, you... if basically your main force of attack is one dude, you have to keep that motherfucker alive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Bellacor. And I think he's pretty neat. I think we can both agree that, no matter our differences, Slanesh is 100% inferior. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some friends y'all are. I can't wait to, like, Zinch get his oh, update. Wait. Oh my god, it's gonna be so cool. Yeah. Because, like, Corn's my favorite, but a close second is Zinch. I love Zinch so much. <laughs> Alright, Phil, you're up. If you want to pick a leader for Demon slash Slay of the Darkness for our friend. There's literally only two for Behemoths. Yeah, no. The, like, uh, I, I was throwing in Slanesh shit for shit. Is he trying to run a behemoth or he just wants a leader? It was just a leader. Yeah, yeah. so just pick a leader. 
Um, there's you can't. That, that's there's basically no... the two big ones. <laughs> oh, for first level of the darkness, particularly. Yeah. Particular one. Okay. Um. So one thing I was looking at, looking at though, is that I'm pretty sure since Bellacore is technically uh, undivided, I can actually run him in a Slanesh army. I can run him as like uh, an ally. Yeah. Which is pretty handy. So that'll be interesting. Or, technically, he's a slave to darkness. So, um, we also got done with our first round of the Escalation League. Yes, we did. And I really cheated. Oh, yeah, accident. you did. Yeah, I dick. feel kind of bad because I wasn't I wasn't like trying to nitpick it with Gamper. I was just looking through abilities because I'm like, I'm, I'm still trying on the fence about what my second army is. And I'm like, you know, Hobgrath looked kind of cool. And I haven't run Orcs yet. Maybe I'll do that. And I saw that. And I was talking to Phil about it. And Phil was like, wait a minute. Those numbers don't match up. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, so just, just to give you an, uh, y'all an idea. Uh, the way Mitchell and I got into Age of Sigmar was through the Dominion box, which is uh, Orcs versus Stormcast. And we played our Escalation game of 500 points. And uh, Mitchell just, like, completely misread the damage profile. Yeah, I really on did. his uh, Hopgrots? No, my uh, Gut Rippers. Gut Rippers. Yeah, he just completely misread the damage on his Gut Rippers. And, like... He thought that they did two damage each, and then he's supposed to deal... Uh, if he rolls a six, he's supposed to deal one mortal wound. Would you ever play against me, you're going to realize that I, I roll an unnatural number of sixes for some reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if uh, if he rolls a six to hit, he, d he inflicts a number of mortal wounds equal to the damage profile of the weapon, uh, and then the combat sequence ends. And that's that's just the uh, the... The uh, your clan ability. That's just the ability for cruel boys. <gasps> or yeah, your cruel boys ability. That's what it is. Which are the cruel boys a clan or are they technically a different faction? They are a sub faction. They're a sub faction. Yes. Okay, do so they're kind of like. Okay. Do they belong to one of the main factions? They're orc war clans. Yeah. So they so they are a war clan. Okay. Yes, but they're kind of like there are three flavors of orcs. You have ard boys, <laughs> savage orcs, or cruel boys. Okay. And Ard Boys are basically they're they're kind of similar to 40k orcs, right? They wear armor, yeah. Yeah. So those are the guys that you see like dressed up in armor and things like that. And then the Savage Boys, those are like the boar riders, right? They're armorless and they probably a little faster, I'm assuming. Yeah. I think Maybe. they I think they smack harder. They're too. they're more about raw might. Yeah. Right. I think I think they're they're the, that's the flavor that smacks hard. And the cruel <laughs> boys are basically like would you like mortal wounds? Could you stop? I don't know why, but I'm dying. Yeah, please please don't. Go outside and do that. Then we don't have to fill out paperwork. I mean, he's right. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I'm the one with the weak-ass immune system. I know. <laughs> but no, uh... Yeah, so Mitchell, um, just, Mitchell thought that he did, uh, had, uh, two damage weapons instead of the one damage weapons that he actually had, and then he just dealt me, like, Eight mortal wounds? <laughs> no. Like, in, in one mail in one turn of combat, or in one round of combat, you dealt me, like... God, it must have been, like, 18 mortal wounds. In total, yes. It was a lot. Yeah, Phil it was like, 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 a lot. Like, that's fucking atrocious. At least yeah. 16. Um, well, no, because you... It was think. only two things No, 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 you dealt eight, to, eight there... And then six more. So it was 14. You dealt me 14 mortal wounds when my entire army, because we were only playing at 500 points, my entire army had like... Uh, like 30, I think. 
not even. They had like twenty five wounds between them. Yeah, I only should have done fourteen seven. mortal yeah. wounds. Yeah, and you should have dealt me seven. And yeah, no, I was just literally. So literally, I charged him. I had top of turn one, and I charged him. Got into melee, and then before it was even his turn, so still in the top of turn two. Before, um, it was actually immediately after we'd done battle with Drunk. I was just yeah. like, yeah, nope, I concede. And then Mitchell like got back to me like an hour later, just because I was, or I texted Mitchell like an hour later because I was like. Again, like Seriously was saying, he was asking about orcs and he was just looking him up. And he t- was like, oh yeah, the gut rippers have like a one damage weapon. And I was like, wait a second. That's <laughs> supposed to be two. And I'm like, but it's not though. It feels yeah, like I texted that, Mitchell and I was like. That jive turkey looking <laughs> motherfucker. Okay, no, I, I wasn't that. No, he wasn't. But but he, no, he was like, like, I was like, wait a second. So I texted Mitchell and I was like, hey Mitchell, can you do me a favor and double check uh, which um, war scroll you were using and double check the damage profile w- for me and he he texted me back like 30 seconds later and was like so uh, I that. may have cheated and I was <laughs> like yeah we need to go ahead and have a rematch uh, n- nothing as excited happened for mine I got my ass beat like a bongo I was playing with my Lizard men and I was facing our, our friend of ours and he was um, using he's running uh, Sons of Be- uh, Bahamut or Behemoth Behemoth Giants so he just had for his 500 point or army he had a single Mega Gargant 35 wound monstrosity and I had a plan my plan was to tie it up in combat with my Basilodon and just shoot the shit out of it while my Basilodon was smacking it because Basilodon has like 10 wounds but has a one up save yeah so like as long as it doesn't get wounded it has a really good save so even against the Gargant's like bullshit um really, really, not bullshit but really strong attacks so they still have uh, three up saves so I'm like oh, yeah. maybe I can make this work he hit me four times and I failed all four saves all being ones wow did he have I'm guessing he had AP then yeah, yeah, he had, he had an AP, so it was a three-up save, but I failed all four at one. Took my dude down to to, to, to two wounds, which made it which made his save a five-up. Oh, rip. Or a four-up. And I was like, yeah, I'm in danger. And yeah, after that, it was a wash. It was, it was a fun game, but like, yeah, no, like my Bastillodon crumpled, and well, I just got demolished. It was 500 <laughs> points, and games are not balanced for Yeah, no, points, five, yeah. games are not, which makes you kind of question, why does Escalation start at 500 if games aren't balanced? Because it's easier to start at 500 for yeah. people. Okay. Like yeah, a no, starting game, army. Yeah. Like, my army for Stormcast Eternals, it ended up being 480 points, not 500, but it was literally like a Knight Arcanum a five-man squad of sequiturs and a three-man squad of annihilators and that was it yeah oh, those so, annihilators look so cool oh yeah the annihilators are schmexy but yeah the game's like bounce it's like it's, it's it's whatever it was a fun experience like yeah hopefully i rolled my garbage out so when we have games that are actually point by properly i won't get a I won't get fucking annihilated with really shitty rolls but where's the fun in that winning <laughs> <laughs> but seriously uh, Playing the game is all about the fun. Winning doesn't matter. Yeah, but winning... At, okay, listen, if playing the game is the base, winning is the seasoning. <laughs> like, I, like, I like the painting and building. And, I, and, like, at and, the end of the day, I prefer the building over everything. I love building. and But like playing the game is loads of fun, and I love the shit of it. But also, like winning doesn't hurt either. Man, I kind of want to build this Bellacore model. So, by the way, I have a Bellacore. Um, As do I. <clears throat> I do not have an Archeon. Uh, so that tells you exactly how I feel about that. But I'm looking at this model... <laughs> And <laughs> so you're like, what the fuck? And I'm trying to figure out whether or not I want to. I must preface with I got Bellacore initially for 40k. I'm just now thinking of possibly using him in AOS later. I I got him for AOS because I was like, man, that's a dope ass model. Well, you can blood, you can bloodletter bomb in 40k with um Bellacore. 
he, he lets uh, he lets new models around him re-roll hit rolls of one. So when you have uh, so when you have your um fucking blood, a thirty man squad of bloodletters and you're smacking someone for 150 attacks and because they're in a, a thirty man swarm they're getting plus one to hit and and you can re-roll ones. It's like hot. <clears throat> yeah. On top of the fact, in 40k, um, Bellacor's sword, his, um, his his piercing strike profile, is whatever um, unit gets attacked with piercing strike cannot use invuln saves. That's so... And it's minus four rend. Dude, that is so tasty against uh, fucking Blightlord Terminators. Oh my god. I got into combat with... Uh... Our our local uh, terminus est death guard player. Oh, it's fucking terrifying. Oh god, I only beat so... them because I didn't know about the retcon. If I hadn't done that, it would have been vastly different. Yeah, no, his shit's spooky. I need to play him against my um, thousand sun list because thousand suns are just like the hardcore counter against normal. Because it's just mortal wounds. Mortal wounds. Mortal wounds. Mortal. I was like, oh look, you no, got a forty. Yeah. You no. got a forty man squad. Oh, I'm going to cast a spell. Next time you move that squad, you have to roll a d6 for every single model you have. For every six you roll, mortal wound. Yeah. Yeah, Mitchell Mitchell's very much in the back with Thousand Suns like, Everybody! Smite! 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 <laughs> is what he does. <laughs> or runs cold to duplicit and he's like, Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm everywhere. <laughs> oh, you trying to hold points? Too bad. I'm already fucking there. <laughs> oh, Oh, I see that point you got in your uh, deployment zone. Sure would be a shame if I, uh, 20-man squad of Terminators. Going to that <laughs> shit immediately. It's a 10-man, but okay. At a 220-man, or 210-man, 20-man, doesn't really make a difference when they're fucking you in the ass. For all I'm saying is I saw that 10-man squad off play Mitchell, and I'm like, if there, if there was ever a more worthy total obliteration <laughs> squad in this game, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> It's fucking spooky, dude. It really is. No, like, the first time I ever played Mitchell, I was playing Admech, and he co played Cult of Duplicity back in 8th edition, and then was just like, hey, hey, you see that 20-man blob of, uh, uh, Zangors? Hey. It's right here now. Hey, you want to see what it looks like when I get behind your lines? No? Boop! There they are. Yep. And he never, and he never, never fails his psychic tests. Actually, or at least actually, that's what no. it feels like. <laughs> actually, you know, that first game I ever played against his Zangors, he failed it the first time. <laughs> no, the first game I ever played against Mitchell, he used fucking Thousand Suns, and I had my and I had my Salamanders, and I was still very new to tabletop 40k, and I got smote off the board like turn one, and I was like, Mitchell, this was my first game. Why would you do this to me? And Mitchell was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Mitchell's kind of an asshole. Wait a minute! <laughs> no, to be fair, to be fair, in 40k, mine and his win rate is now about equal. Because basically, he beats me, then I beat him, then he beats me, then I beat him. I don't know why it's like that, but that's just how it is. And then, I don't... I think I'm... I think I've won, like, one game of 40k out of all the games that I've played. Well, to be fair, you play with your... You play with your Imperial Fists a lot, and GW hates Imperial Fists. Which sucks, because I Fists are awesome. Oh, yeah, the Imperial Fists are, are awesome, and I keep they seeing... They just get shit on. Dude, I keep seeing all these wonderful things they're doing for the Black Templars, and I'm just like, that'll be me, right? 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 Right, G-dubs? Right? Like, you're, you're not gonna... You're not gonna mess it up for me? Please? Probably. And, yeah. No, dude, like, you I'm gonna, in fact pinned here. No, I'm gonna be honest. All I need, all I need is for my, uh, my Imperial Fists to get the, uh, the, uh, what, what do they call them? Breaker? 
I think they're called breakers. Sappers, or whatever. Yeah, the shield, shieldy boys with the guns. Yeah, yeah, it's not sappers. I think they're actually called bre- uh, no breachers. That's what they are. On they're top breachers. of that, those models would just look fucking tasty. Well, <clears throat> dude, no, like Primaris updates to those models. Oh my god. Yeah, but yeah, yeah uh, Primaris breachers. Like, oh my god, I fucking I I'd, I'd stab somebody for that shit. I need to get all my Necrons painted up. I love your Necron army. It's a really fun army to fight against. Is it? Yeah, I have more fun playing against your Necrons than I think anything else. I don't know why, I just do. Well, I know why for Thousand Suns, because, like, nothing, like, that's bad about the army, but it sucks when there's a phase where you're just going to take damage and there's literally nothing you can do against it. Yeah. Because yeah. Thousand Suns are so psychic-intensive that unless you are also a very psychic-intensive army, like, like Grey Knights, Grey Knights really... or something like that, there's just literally no point in trying. I, I really it. do yeah. enjoy playing my, my Necrons. I just need to find the time to paint them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm set, I'm setting aside some time. I think on Thursday or Friday to try to start painting up some of my salamanders with those blue paints I got because I really want to get those painted. Yeah. So I'm um I'm thinking about so uh, our local game store just got a bunch of stuff in for Marvel Crisis Protocol, mm-hmm. and uh, the the store the store manager bought the base set and the Thanos expansion, mm-hmm. and the Thanos expansion is basically like um. Like the crisis event for DC deck builder, so it's the players versus versus a, Thanos, yeah, yeah, versus Thanos. And I'm honest to God thinking about buying a buying the uh, the Spider Man and Ghost Spider box because mm-hmm. it's like thirty five bucks, and it's two models and basically lets me start playing immediately. I'm thinking of going to the going to the shop and getting all those new um um. Expansions remember. to Satan. Oh, to, Catan? To Catan. Hey, yeah. Remember, you still got to build up for your thousand point game. I am aware. I didn't say I was going to do it. I'd say I want to. I thought I would. Because they are I mean, expensive. To be fair. Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't own any other um, uh, Seraphon models, do you? You have to actually go out and buy I have. No, 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 no. No, actually, no. My thousand points good. I have Lord Croak. Oh, yeah, you have Croak. I have Lord Croak, and he's like 400 points, and my army was technically 555. Oh, okay. So that put me at like he's like four twenty something. So that, that would put me at basically a thousand. Oh yeah, so you're. It fine. would be you exactly what I did, just dumbass psychic or dumbass magic, just croak. Yeah, just crack himself. Nice. All right. Um. Oh, damn it. But I don't know if I want to do that. But I definitely want to get some more. Yeah, my next so, game is going to be um, Kragnos and like a line of gut rippers. <laughs> I need to make the decision if my battle line is just going to be four seconds. <laughs> Do it. I mean, the Stegagadon, I'm just saying. Stegagadon. I'm sorry, no, they're not Stegagons. They're Ballistadons. Ballistadons. Dude, the fucking, the, 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 the Ballista is terrifying. It's like, it's flat. It's like three red, three damage. Bolly, lolly, lolly, dons. <laughs> and their fucking horns, if they don't have any damage on them, four flat. No! Yeah. I will take from zero to two wounds. Their horns are like a three up to hit, a three up to wound, two red for damage. Uh, David found out the scariness that his daughter's a cane, and it's like a 15 man blob or 15 blob of snake archers mm-hmm. that shoot twice once in the hero phase and once in the shooting phase. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I have something similar for, for, um, from, I keep saying Ballistadons now, um, Stegonons and. Well, I'm blanking hard. Coldbloods? No. The fucking... The, the, Skinks? Not, no, they're, they're dinosaurs. They're the fucking ankylosaurus-looking fucks. Oh! Uh, I cannot believe I'm blanking so hard on this. Bastodons? No. 
No, I'm thinking of Basilla Dons. Uh, I said Ballista Dons. Now my brain's yeah. all fucked. Like it's something with a B. Um, um, hold up. Uh, I have a thing pulled up here. I can just. Well, is anyways, everyone dead silence. Why I have to? I have to. Uh, anyways, if you made it this uh, far, don't forget to contact us, or don't be afraid to reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or email. Those uh, guys, they're not battle line, right? And uh, don't forget to follow us or follow us on Spotify because that's where Bastilodons. God damn it! Because Sorry. that's where. All right, now that we figured that out. Sorry. <laughs> from or majority of our listeners come from is spotify i hardly expect anybody to make it this far in the episode i know right we kind of rambled on for 30 minutes 30 minutes yeah, oh, about yeah 30 minutes. No, we made it almost two hours i really thought this episode was only going to be 45 well minutes. it was an hour yeah, really. it was an hour and a half and then we started rambling about, yeah. about all the other shit and whatnot yeah do we want to just stop it here then yeah, I suppose we should. Yeah, you... I need to do laundry, All so, of yeah. you beautiful motherfuckers have a glorious rest of y'all's night or day or whatever it is, and we will see y'all in two weeks. See you hey, later. Hey, goodbye. Hey, bye.